Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. The CDC reportedly warning that American officials need to acknowledge the war against COVID has changed. That the Delta variant is as contagious as the chicken pox. The CDC also finding vaccinated individuals may be able to infect others as easily as the unvaccinated. Your head kind of explodes when you hear this. You can hear a lot of confusion. A lot of people are not understand what exactly is going on. You're seeing real-time science play out in the open. Usually it's behind closed doors. What? No now we are dealing with the Delta variant, which is really quite a lot more transmissible. And for that reason, the recommendations and the guidelines have been changed to say that if you are vaccinated, then you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. <laughs> You serious? Something has changed, and what has changed is the virus. The CDC hasn't changed, and the CDC hasn't really flip flopped at all. I doubt it. You are fake news. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. In five. Four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always. By my wonderful co-host, Blonde, welcome. Hello. The day has come, and the great toe reveal is upon us momentarily. We will get to that. So please be patient. I am as eager as everyone else is. But we'll have to wait just a few more minutes. After the toe reveal, we have plenty to discuss in a week's worth of news, as always. Uh, The CDC... (laughs) If it was, if you didn't think they were, they were just laughing in our faces the entire time. Uh, it should be abundantly clear this week. They're going to see who's dumb and obedient enough to put the mask back on, regardless yeah. of whether if, uh, regardless of if you're vaccinated or not. And uh, shockingly, it will be those who take every order uh, from them about how to run every aspect of their lives and don't Spoiler question. Alert: About ten percent of Coeur d'Alene. Which adjusted for the rest of the country, that equates to like 90% of uh, everywhere else. I would say the mask, I would estimate about the same at at the grocery store yesterday here. About 10% masked. I saw some masked children too. Yes. I continue to see that. The the worst of them all, the people, well, formerly the adults who didn't wear masks because they were vaccinated, but put masks on their kids because the kids can't get vaccinated. Now those adults are wearing masks again, though. So I guess I'm less mad at them because at least they mask themselves. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
But uh, now uh, Biden and the CDC are hinting that they're considering a federal vaccine mandate as well. So maybe you can join the club uh, sooner rather than later once they kick down your door and uh, force it into your arm. Now, they deny it. They say that's not under consideration, but the pieces are there and they keep issuing statements responding to questions that suggest, yeah, we're on the cusp of doing this. And the Capitol riot, uh, the hearing in the House, that turned out to be funnier than than I expected. At least um, funny when you don't think about the waste of money and the crackdown on your rights that uh, this is used to justify. But it basically became a lying and crying competition. And that was the real Olympics this week. I, I enjoyed that competition much more than the Olympics. Although, as we'll get to in a minute, entertainment coming at the Olympics uh, this yeah. week as well. Great show, though. I can't wait to talk about it. And then uh, to round out the show later, the economy continues to struggle. Growth is again below expectations for the second quarter. And the Fed chair, uh, he, he wants to ease your concerns about inflation by just redefining inflation. That, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, inflation's not that. It's this now. Okay, great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, plus, we have ho- hoax hate to close. And the movie review tonight is Big Trouble in Little China. I think I saw enough uh, 80s cheese to last a lifetime in that one. But uh, I can't deny that I was entertained. So hopefully I won't have to disappoint you too much. And uh, we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive in between topics. As always, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. And don't forget, the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses, of course. And this week's feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammunition. Yes, Phoenix Ammo is still pumping out ammo as fast as a family-owned business can. Uh, at the lowest possible prices that the market allows. And perhaps you've heard of Phoenix uh, on the show and you've ventured on over to the website as I am right now. Now, if you did right now, you'd be very fortunate because there is some nine millimeter ammo in stock at this very moment. But depending on when you go over there, you might notice, hey, it's all out of stock. What's up with that? Well, here's what you need to do if you're looking to get your hands on some of that precious ammo. Go down to the bottom of the page. Put your email address into their uh, into their subscription box there. You'll get email notifications when stock will be online. And you can also follow Phoenix over on Twitter. That's at Phoenix Ammunition. By the way, the website, phoenixammo.com, F-E-N-I-X, ammo.com, at Phoenix Ammunition on Twitter. You'll know exactly when that precious ammo will be online. And so you're ready when it does become available, create an account on phoenixammo.com in the meantime. You can fill in your address and payment information. And once the ammo is online, boom, you're just a a few clicks away and the ammo is yours. And if you do decide to grab some ammunition, remember promo code MCLISTENER gets you 5% off your entire order. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 5% off everything from Phoenix Ammunition. You can find everything you need from Phoenix, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners, by listeners. We also had a listener meetup in Austin recently. Uh, Excellent job doing some modeling for our merch store, by the way. I spy a couple t-shirts. 
available on the website. So thank you for that. And thank you for the uh, subtle racial dog whistling with the okay hand sign down in the uh, bottom right there. Appreciate it. Is it upside down? I don't, what's the. I can't remember. I think both are hate symbols, according to the ADL. I, I think. I'm so racist that I don't even know. Maybe they mean different things, but they're both racist. That's all I know. That guy's just saying, okay, I have a great beard. <laughs> Can confirm. If you'd like to uh, connect with listeners in your area, as these listeners in Austin did, check out the community page on the website. Um, that's where everyone is listing their contacts, macrosensitmedia.com slash community. A really quick update on the BitChute situation. I mentioned this last week. BitChute had told me that they had fixed the issue that was causing the show not to properly sync and post over there. Uh, the Good. lie detector Ugh, determined that was a lie. It's <laughs> last yeah. week's episode did not post. Did not post. They told me it was fixed. It clearly is not. I'm still in communication with BitChute, but they are. I guess the global labor shortage is having you know, taking its toll on on BitChute as well, because um, I have not heard back. So I'm still working on it. If you're a person who likes to watch the show on BitChute, you'll have to sit tight for the moment. If you want to watch the show, um, BitChute is MIA until they get back with me, but do check out the website. I've got lots of options uh, on the podcast page for where to watch the video show outside of YouTube. And as always, if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for the show where you usually catch it, whether it's video or audio and it's not there, there are glitches in the system sometimes. So go ahead and head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. You'll find all the places you can watch it, including all uh, tech where uh, you don't have to support our Silicon Valley overlords. I shouldn't be so uncharitable. I like BitChute, but the comment section there is the worst thing. It's <laughs> so much worse than our Discord. Uh, is it spammy or is it actual comments that are just out of this world uh, crazy? Both, both. You know what I just read you from our Discord? It's like that on crack. <sighs> One can imagine, but I, I can't say I've read the comments on BitChute very frequently. Yes, don't. Well, without further ado... It is time, so drum roll, please. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Here's Blonde with her weird, disgusting, severed human toe. Okay, <laughs> put that back up. I, I did. Okay, let me explain myself first before I show it off. Okay, so I am a collector of oddities. I have a fair amount of entomology and taxidermy and. Never have I come across a legitimate human specimen that has been legal to buy. I've seen some things in New York that like, I don't know, maybe, but I, I couldn't get the back and, and all the skulls were really expensive and everything like that. So I always thought like, if I ever come across a genuine human specimen, I will buy it. So I was in Colorado and I was at an oddity store and this woman was like, this is a human toe. It came from a pathologist's office and was um, amputated after a diabetic woman uh, got too diabetes -y. <laughs> Thank you for using the medical term. All right. And um, some boomers that shall remain unnamed did transport this back from some location and may or may not have let all of the alcohol drip out of the jar. And it was sitting in a hot car for like two weeks. So it's a little wrinkly. All right. Well, let's it's taken some abuse in addition to being chopped off a diabetic's foot. Right. That doesn't uh, even so look like a toe. What am I even looking at? Okay, let me, I'll walk you through it. That is a cross section okay. of the toe. That's the back side. Is it Here, swollen? Because that looks gigantic relative to your fingers. No, 
Uh, it's oh, a big maybe toe. it's just the angle. Okay. So there's the cross section. You see the bone on the inside right there. Well, what's on the? And that's fatty tissue all oh, around. Okay. That's what I was okay. wondering. What the hell I'm gonna that turn is. you around. Like... Why is there a huge chunk of fatty tissue? Uh, it's an old toe. All right. This <laughs> is um, this is gangrenous tissue from the diabetes, presumably. Okay. And then, can you see the uh, nail right there? Is it upside that's... down? Yeah, it's upside down. Oh, it's like a gross long nail. That's like yeah. She probably couldn't cut her. She probably couldn't cut her toenails because she was so fat. And then there's the nail. You can (laughs) see it all the way. I can see it. So so there's my toe. This it finally happened. Uh, Is this uh, going in your official YouTube background now, or where's where's home for this? Um, this is not going in my YouTube background. Absolutely not. Uh, I have, I have a bit of an oddities room and I think that this will appear next to my bone saw. Do we ever get a tour of the oddities room? Will there be a blonde video about that? Sure. Why not? It's just filled with bats and a bone saw and some other stuff. Maybe that's uh, actually the origin of coronavirus in there. Who knows? I know Uh, that people think this is really weird, but from an anatomical perspective, I do find this quite interesting and the woman didn't die. So I didn't really have an ethical problem with it. She didn't die from this. I'm sure the diabetes killed her, though. We have beaten the ethics question to death. I was going to say, I'm tempted to interject, but I've had my say on this. So <laughs> and um, I know we have a show to get to, but yeah, I, I just I just find this this fascinating and morbid. And I was so pleased to have acquired it. Um, I did spend a minute before the show today looking at whether or not my channel would get in trouble for this. And as far as I can tell, you can only get demonetized for showing gross body parts. You can't uh, actually get a, a community guideline strike or any kind of it's not a bannable offense. You might just lose advertising. So okay. we shall see. Well, when society collapses and I have memorized the anatomy of the human toe and one of you comes to me with a gangrenous diabetic toe, I can use my antique bone saw to chop off your toe and then I'll put it in a jar and everybody will be like, wow. She's so smart and prepared. And she will you'll be, all be the uh, the Civil War nurse of Civil War Two. Yeah. Oh yeah. I play Civil War doctor with all of my nieces, and uh, <laughs> I make them like saw off my mom's leg and that's, cauterize the wounds and stuff. It's really fun. That's really interesting um, because <laughs> that was a childhood game for my brother and me, specifically really? my brother. But it was called Doctor Torture. <laughs> And that was the concept. Like you have the tools and you're sawing, you know, it was Dr. Yeah. Torture. Yeah. No, it's good. So I, I even got my niece to say, game. cauterize my wound. And then I would cauterize it and she'd be like, oh, the humanity. It was really, <laughs> really fun. All right. Well, thank you for that. I hope it was worth the long wait for everybody. Um, and if not, it, it uh, wasn't. <laughs> I don't know if you'll see it again. So don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Anyway, if you're looking for a better show or if you're like me, and um, you don't care about the Olympics at all, except for one event. Uh, that event, Gymnastics. of course, well, oh, wait. you can make your case, but I only care about tranny weightlifting. And <laughs> I just want to give a reminder that's tomorrow, Monday, August 2nd. That's your day to watch Woo! tranny weightlifting. Sources tell me the women's weightlifting competition featuring 43-year-old man Laurel Hubbard is scheduled for 6.50 a.m. Eastern time, so early tomorrow morning U.S. time. I assume there's a live stream, but I don't know since I haven't been watching. And I don't know what time it might air on TV coverage. Check your local listings or uh, you know just check the video on demand. But tomorrow, with some free time that I have, I will be looking for 
the tranny weightlifting competition. Either a man will wreck a bunch of chicks in the name of equality or a man will get wrecked by a bunch of chicks. Either way, it is a great show and I won't miss it. What is going on with the Molly Tibbetts case? Because I thought that we had a guilty verdict for the illegal alien who, as far as the jury is concerned, abducted her, killed her. Now they're now he's seeking a, a new trial. This is a Hail Mary. Nobody's ever going to go for it. There was so okay. much physical evidence in that case, and he has been convicted. So his lawyers, his crooked ass piece of shit lawyers, introduced new evidence that they claim are go- is going to exonerate their client. Um, he was found guilty in May uh, of murdering Molly Tibbetts. So the defense is trying to link the Molly Tibbetts case to another woman's report of being kidnapped and sexually assaulted in the summer of 2018 and the recent disappearance of an 11 year old boy who went missing in the same County. And they're saying, they always say this in in their defense. Well, uh, there's a sex trafficking ring. There's a sex trafficking ring, and it's totally involved in the sex trafficking ring. It's not because this stupid illegal immigrant did they, uh, raped and murdered her. Did they accuse anyone specific or just a generic sex trafficking ring? This guy, James Lowe, he's the former live-in boyfriend of the 11-year-old boy who went missing, uh, his oh. mother. Okay. So they're presenting testimony from two new witnesses who claim that a 20-year-old, 21-year-old local man confessed to being her true killer. Um, but, but the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, yeah, the this, Iowa yeah. Division of Criminal Investigation is is not going for this. They're like, oh, we convicted the right man. I, this is a total hail mary. I don't think anything's going to happen. Okay, so unlikely, but it's it's what just judges' discretion as to whether to grant this retrial. Yeah. Okay. So probably unlikely, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, meanwhile, we've been following the attempted confirmation of anti-gun activist and Waco veteran David Chipman for. ATF or AFT director and judging by the lack of a vote and statements made by a few senators, it doesn't look like the votes are there or at least securely there. And if, if this latest development happens, it will be pure uh, left-wing justice against this man. I'm hoping this is uh, the way events turn, but there are now be why, right? If this is why I don't care what reason people have not to vote to confirm this man. I really don't. I just want the end result to be him far, far away from the ATF. But this would be an odd reason. I mean, he talks openly about violating the rights of Americans, but he was racist once. So that's why we vote him. down. It might be allegations of racism that sink this guy. So. On Friday, Mitch McConnell called on the White House to rescind Chipman's nomination over accusations that he made, quote, racist statements about the abilities of African-American ATF agents. And failing that, uh, Republicans now want another hearing to question him. So apparently Chipman, during the prior hearings, uh, he was asked about his prior tenure at the ATF. And Chipman said, uh, and apparently there were complaints made against him. And Chipman said that any complaints against him were resolved without any finding of discrimination or disciplinary action taken against him. Now there's a new lawsuit seeking those complaints, suspecting that one could be, quote, related to an incident around 2007 when Chipman allegedly made a derogatory comment about black ATF agents performing too well on a selection exam. So and the reload is reporting that multiple ATF agents they've spoken with back up the existence of such a complaint. So you have ATF sources saying, yeah, that happened. The complaints, uh, the complaint or complaints exist. 
if they were to become public, at least confirmation of the accusations at the time would be out there, although we don't know if it happened or not. But these ATF agents say the gist of what Chipman said is there's no way that black agents who were up for a promotion performed as well on exams as the results showed. So they must have cheated. That was the gist. These black guys did really well. They must have cheated. David Chipman. It would really suck if um, he was right. He was just speaking (laughs) truth. Now suddenly you're you're pro Chipman, huh? He really got <laughs> yeah. he really got robbed. He really got a raw <laughs> deal. If those uh if those documents are released um and the allegations are true, of course Democrats are gonna have a hard choice to make between fighting racism and taking your guns. Which one of those is gonna win out? Yeah. I think they care more about the racist stuff, and it's not because it's not as though they can't find another guy to take your guns. That's true. So that's we'll true. See. Yeah. Um, I think the fighting, the, the racism thing is, is, uh, going to take over. This is probably why we haven't heard anything. We were speculating wildly. The last few I weeks. can't believe this is, uh, this might be the sticking point, but I guess it makes perfect sense for him to die on this leftist sword. And frankly, if that's what happens, uh, metaphorically, Susan, of course, that's what he deserves for indulging and dabbling in this particular ideology. Good for him. Living I'm expecting a groveling apology. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what route does he take, because an apology obviously would acknowledge the wrongdoing. Or does he come out? Does he have his own Kavanaugh moment in front of a Senate panel uh, denying the allegations against him? And to be clear, I haven't seen any evidence that this happened. Um, I have no reason to believe it happened other than there is a claim that was made at the end of the day. I think he should be rejected because he wants to violate your constitutional rights. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I. he has to convince a Senate, the full Senate, to vote for him. It's up to them to make that judgment whether they think he did something else or not. But we'll see. Anyway, any way that uh, David Chipman is gone is uh, reason good enough for me. me so um, let's talk about the virus because the virus <sighs> has now changed. And this week was, um, well, it was just like the week after the George Floyd uh, riots and protests got really big last summer where um, the powers that be couldn't be telling you any more clearly. We have conned you. We have duped you. You are idiots for believing us. <laughs> and they're laughing in our faces and yeah. they're laughing in our faces. Well, way too many of us still do exactly what they tell us to do, even though what they're telling us to do is indefensible against even basic questions and logic. So last summer, remember, the the protests and the riots had been going um, for a few weeks. And then this whole group of medical professionals, this medical association came out and said, well, you know, um, racism is actually a public health concern on par with (laughs) coronavirus. So being out in masses of humanity in public in that context isn't really a viral threat because you're fighting an even greater health threat of racism. That was the first time when. It's like they well, couldn't. I, be t- I agree with that. I mean, both don't matter at all or really exist. <laughs> and so they they were essentially laughing in our faces. They're telling you you've been conned and people still go along with it. Well, now they're telling you that even if you're vaccinated uh, and even if you were a good little boy or a good little girl who's done everything you've uh, been told to do on the promise that if you do, you'll get back to normal up to and including taking their their precious injection at their command, you still have to socially distance now. And yes, you still have to wear a mask 
And if we're to believe some of the comments they're making this week, they're thinking of even more ways to restrict you. So if it's still not totally clear that once you give these people an inch, they seize your entire life, uh, I don't know what to tell you. And it was never about the virus. It was never about protecting you. It was never about any of that stuff. It was always about exerting control, getting you to do what they say. And the worst part of all of it, outsourcing your thinking to someone else. Oh, I don't need to think for myself. Some expert out there is thinking for me and they have my best interest in mind. I'll just be a good obedient peasant because they can run my life better than I can. And, you know, half of our society doesn't doesn't just do this begrudgingly or regrettably. They do it enthusiastically. They love it. Yes, master, your word is my command, Um, even if it makes absolutely no sense. So this is where we are once again and again, as though they're laughing in our faces. It's just two more weeks, just two more weeks to slow the spread. Just two more weeks. Round two with the Delta variant. Who would believe this at this point? Second verse, same as the first. Uh, without any acknowledgement of the irony, the CDC director said this week that if we just do two more weeks to slow the spread, then we will stop the dangerous Delta variant. So get the vaccine and wear a mask now, as we'll get to momentarily. But Rochelle Walensky said on CBS this morning, uh, we can halt the chain of transmission. We can do something if we unify together, if we get people vaccinated who are not yet vaccinated, if we mask in the interim we can halt this in just a matter of a couple of weeks. No. Well, it's just two weeks shy. Two weeks oh, away. Darn it. Just two weeks away. I can't believe it. Well, as far as the specifics of the new mask guidance, um, you know, even if you are vaccinated, the CDC says you, you need to wear a mask indoors in public settings. If you are in a locality or a county with high transmission of the virus. And as far as I gather, that means pretty much everywhere. You can look at the CDC's uh, county by county graphic here of what counts as high transmission. So I guess it's anything in the red. I'm not sure if orange counts, but you can see at least geographically, I don't know about population wise, but geographically that's most of the country is in the red. It's not like a few select areas where this is really bad. So it's pretty much every everywhere. And Dr. Fauci says this week that it's not because the CDC has changed. They haven't uh, flip-flopped on anything. It's just because the virus has changed. The problem is you are in the alpha variant mindset. You need to be in the delta variant mindset. Something has changed, and what has changed is the virus. The CDC hasn't changed, and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. Now we are dealing with the delta variant, which is really quite a lot more transmissible. The data are clear, the most recent data, that when a person gets infected who has been vaccinated, namely a breakthrough infection, that the level of virus in their nasopharynx is about a thousand times higher than with the alpha variant. Those individuals can and have transmitted the virus to uninfected individuals. And for that reason, The recommendations and the guidelines have been changed to say that if you are vaccinated, then you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. What an incredible asshole. Who cares (laughs) if it's more infectious, if it's less deadly? Yeah. Even if that's true. Do you remember no more than, well, I guess I think it was back in May. So maybe a little more than two months ago, Joe Biden had that famous tweet, uh, your choice now your choice is clear get vaccinated or wear a mask yeah really. <laughs> now Nobody your choice cares, is clear. Though. do both 
nobody's trying to hold these people to a higher standard or, or, or hold them to the things that they've said previously so they can just do whatever they want. I, I, ho- I hope, I'm always hoping, and I fear naively that every time this bullshit happens, I think, okay, that's going to peel off critical mass. People are going to wake up and realize this is a bunch of garbage. We're not doing that. You said we'll get the vaccine and life will go back to normal. And realistically, that's all you can do. You get the vaccine, you go back to normal. That's all from, from just a, a government policy perspective. What else can you do short of locking people in their homes, which maybe we do that. We'll get to Australia in a minute. Um, we're not coming. that far off, I suppose. Yep. Um, and and then the, the problem with the CDC and the Biden administration, the messaging is confusing. Like, I have to wear a mask inside in a county. It's county by county. Okay, what? And then you have other officials from the administration. You got the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, who's giving interviews this week. And he says, you know, you don't just stop at wearing masks indoors in high transmission areas. You should probably just wear a mask outdoors, too. So the people that we're most concerned about are the unvaccinated. For example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated. That's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing wearing it outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I heard that correctly. Wearing that outside when you're in an indoor public setting. That, that is what he said. Yeah. Let me, outside when you're in indoor public locations mm-hmm. is wearing it outdoor outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step. <laughs> what the hell is he even all. talking about? I guess I didn't hear that clearly the first time I heard the clip. That's outrageous. This is whole thing. Ooh, we're doing this for the children, the group least susceptible to it. Um, I, I can't believe we're still talking about this. Well, yeah, I it, cannot the, believe it's been a year and a half and we're still fucking talking about this. And the the reasoning makes absolutely no sense. As you're saying, okay, you, you don't need to protect the unvaccinated by definition. They don't want your protection. They opted out of the vaccine. If you're talking about kids, okay, they statistically are not affected by coronavirus. You're talking about a few hundred kids who have died. Yeah. In a year and a half. And if the worry is that the kids will transmit the virus to adults, again, the adults have the free choice whenever they want to go get the vaccine. And I don't know any unvaccinated adults who are saying, hey, uh, you need to mask up your kids on my behalf. That's dangerous. That, that doesn't exist. Who who are the oh, unvaccinated? Sure somebody's out there. <laughs> That's such a rare asshole of exceeding even Fauci in proportions. <laughs> So, yeah, it it makes absolutely no sense. But the purported reasoning uh, is this. Um, Initially, the CDC issued this mask guidance. Again, wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated inside in high transmission areas without issuing the data or the science to justify that decision. But then documentation leaked and published by The Washington Post gave some explanation to what their thinking is. And this documentation says that the Delta variant is as transmissible as the chicken pox, which is worse than Ebola and worse than MERS and all these things, even if uh, you know, it's not nearly as deadly as either of those things. But uh, that's what they want us to believe. And um, according to the, this documentation, some of the data suggests that vaccinated people can spread the virus as readily and easily as unvaccinated people. Yeah. That was kind of the headline level or the tweet level presentation from places like the New York Times. That does come with some caveats um, that 
it's easy to spread among the vaccinated if infected. And the CDC says infections among the vaccinated are rare. Um, and if you are infected but still vaccinated, your symptoms and risk of death will still be greatly reduced. So to simplify what they're saying, the CDC is saying that the vaccine makes symptoms less severe and the likelihood of death lower, but it may be less effective against transmission than originally thought. And just as a side note, if if this is true, if generally transmission is unaffected, and I say if because there's lots of reason to doubt their data, but if that's true, that transmission itself is minim- minimally affected by vaccination and it just reduces your symptoms or your likelihood of death, you especially have no business inquiring about someone else's vaccination status because right. the transmission yeah. wouldn't be affected. It's only <laughs> if you get it that you will have a less severe case. So if transmission remains the same. Again, if, Susan, that's a big if given the data. But that's sort of self-defeating, this push for vaccination to take care of others. Well, if transmission's still happening, go ahead and get vaccinated if you think it'll reduce your symptoms. But you're not actually protecting others if true, Susan. Don't want to <laughs> overstep my medical misinformation uh, allowance here. But anyway, um, the reason I say that the reason I say if true and I qualify is because the evidence for their assessment here is actually very, uh, very sketchy. So there's a couple things that they're using to say that transmission can be pretty high, even among vaccinated individuals. One is not even real world data. It's based on a model from India using vaccines that aren't even approved in the U S so not in our country, um, not necessarily even real people, statistical modeling based on observation and not a vaccine that we even use. So take That's that. outrageous. A- you know, the modeling initially said that we would all be dead by now, right? <laughs> I remember the great models of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And global warming did the same thing. Yeah. Those were all did, based on models. Did you hear about this uh, province town outbreak? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know the details about it? Uh, they were super gay, right? I guess so. I, I didn't, homosexual I didn't, men. I didn't read about this till earlier today, but one of the other things the CDC cites is an outbreak in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where a, a small sample of vaccinated people tested positive for the virus. I say small relative to the whole country, like hundreds of people. Um, and what isn't being reported widely about that situation is it was during bear week. So this is some sort of gay pride, uh, event in this Massachusetts town. And you might think, okay, that's incidental. What does that have to do with the spread? Well, 85% of the people who had this vaccinated transmission got this from glory holes. They were men. So if it, if it was, if it had nothing to do with bear week, you'd expect a more even, uh, ratio between men and women. Uh, so, so that, leads one to believe it probably has something to do with a bunch of guys literally sticking their tongues down each other's throats all week. Um, and if that's what it takes to transmit coronavirus or the Delta variant while you're still vaccinated, maybe just refrain from that sort of uh, tongue work for a minute and you probably won't transmit the virus. Yeah, I'm sure that's all they were doing. And and nobody died, even though like 80% of those people probably had HIV and hepatitis C. So how how dangerous is this anyway? I don't know. I don't I do know that nobody died. And as far as I understand, nobody was even hospitalized, although I I don't know for sure on the the latter number there, Um, but definitely nobody died. So I don't I don't know what to believe about any of this. 
they're telling you that they're they're saying on one hand that transmission between vaccinated people can be as easy as transmission among the unvaccinated. But that said, their evidence to support that is actually really, really flimsy. Um, and <laughs> the, the part of it gets even more confused. You're trying to understand what all of this means. And there was a there was a stunning admission on NBC's morning coverage of this this week. I couldn't believe it. Uh, the medical correspondent that they went to to explain all of this nonsense, explain the science at work here. He actually said, well, you know, it's kind of confusing because usually the science is done behind closed doors. In this case, it's happening out in the public. So that makes it a little rough. Your head kind of explodes when you hear this. And I think, unfortunately, one of the consequences of this is you're going to hear a lot of confusion. A lot of people are not understand what exactly is going on. And what you're seeing is you're seeing real-time science play out in the open. Usually it's behind closed doors, and scientists debate back and forth, and that debate finally gets settled, and then the information comes out. You're seeing the debate right now. And so what you're seeing are scientists looking at the data. Some of these are unconfirmed studies saying, okay, it could be more contagious than this. Unvaccinated people or vaccinated people are getting it more often. And those are true facts. However, we don't know how much that's going to affect facts. everything overall. Well, thanks for the true ones. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that, though? The science is is usually behind closed doors. So, you know, bear with it while it's done out in public this time. There's no reason for there not to be full transparency. If, if science is to be believed and they supposedly trust the general public to, to believe in the scientific process, then why would they not have transparency? And that's the whole point. The scientific method is not a set of confirmed knowledge it is a process and the process is designed to function such that anybody can take someone's experiment and replicate it and get the same result yeah so by definition it i mean it has to be public it can't it's not a process that's reserved for the elite few of the secret science society behind closed doors smoking cigars and sitting in their awesome leather chairs or whatever it's for everyone that's the whole point is it was a bizarre statement to make and if if this sounds like they're looking for reasons to fearmonger, that same leaked document to the Washington Post would suggest that they are. This is all about messaging. Portions of the document that the Washington Post obtained, it just shows that the CDC is looking to revamp public messaging. <laughs> it's it's about getting you to take the vaccine. Uh, the CDC is most concerned with, with mass uh, vaccinations as its top priority. So in other words, the strategy of how to push the vaccine on you is actually the most important, not the data that might lead you to make a decision one way or another um, or, or the true facts, as uh, our science man put it. <laughs> and, that's, and again, they didn't include the original data in, in their guidance. They just put it out there. Hey, peasant, do our bidding. It's, this is a messaging war. It's not a science or, or data operation. Um, yeah, and people are still falling for it. That I, I have increasingly less sympathy for. Uh, I, I just at, at this point in time, if you're not questioning this, what what the hell is wrong with you? Well, and time is running out because um, the, the things that they're talking about are getting more and more uh, serious. Joe Biden and CDC director Rochelle Walensky are both hinting at uh, strategy of more restrictive things to come. So it really sounds like they're giving up on the strategy of of trying to persuade you and leaning more toward the strategy of forcing you. And that could start with the return of things we've already experienced like lockdowns, or it could be more severe, but asked by a reporter this weekend, if Americans should expect more restrictions coming, Joe Biden said, yeah, in all probability. Should Americans expect more guidelines coming up, more restrictions because of COVID? You 
probability. And recall during the campaign and just before the election, Biden had said, uh, no, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. <laughs> Joke. Maybe the uh, old man brain got it backwards yet again. He's going to supercharge the virus and shut right. down the country. And shut down the country. Yeah. You heard me backwards. Now, uh, in a Fox News interview on Friday, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said straight up, at least at the time, the Biden administration is looking at the possibility of a national vaccine mandate. Are you for mandating a vaccine on a federal level? Um, you know, that's something that I think the administration is looking into. It's something that I think we're, we're looking to see approval of from the vaccine. Um, overall, I think in general, I am all for um, more vaccination. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that, except that we're looking into those policies. This will be the hill people die on. I don't think I that hope. they realize what they're doing here. I hope. Uh, shortly after the interview, she walked that statement back and said on Twitter, quote, to clarify, there will be no nationwide mandate. I was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government. There will be no federal mandates. Oh, good. It's uh, it's just like that's when not they, what she said at all. It's yeah, one. That's not what she said. But two, even if it is. Um, thanks. You're just going to outsource the tyranny to the private companies to yeah. exercise upon me like you did with Facebook and censorship. Way different. Way different. Thank you. They're playing a dangerous game. I mean, what do you think their personal security is like? Do do they never have concerns that the that the populace is going to revolt? They're they're haughty. They they seem totally unconcerned at the at the potential that they're going to be hurt. They're not concerned enough, and I say that as a general abstract uh, uh, idea. These are all abstract. (laughs) No, seriously though, when you talk about. What is she hinting at there? We're considering the policy of rounding up people and injecting a substance into their arms against their will. That whatever your opinion on the vaccine, that is an assault. Of course, it's an assault. You talk about violating people's rights. You you should fear consequences if you violate someone's rights violently, not even censor your post on Facebook, but physically violently violate your rights. Yeah, exactly. And these people think that they're just going to walk around and engage with society normally. Um, They're foolish. People will revolt against this. When you start talking about that sort of stuff, whether it's Chipman, you know, Chipman and Beto coming to your door to take your guns or Rochelle and Joe knocking on your door with their community organizers and their private institutions to come give you the jab. Uh, yeah, I mean, you start invading people's lives, lives that personally, you're going to be in trouble. And even and that's if we believe her walk back. But like you said, there's little reason to believe her walk back. She said what she, she said, said, what she said. Yeah. And th- we know that they're looking at, at what policies they can implement. And we know that they have some intent to do it. How do we know? Because Joe Biden said as much this week. He said explicitly the DOJ is looking at whether a federal vaccine mandate is legal and the conclusion isn't yet known. Why not They're priming um, push us. for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools? Do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? I'd like to see them continue to move in that direction. I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is they're able to do that legally. 
and they can. Local communities can do that. Local businesses can do that. It's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. I don't know that yet. If you have no intent to try it, let's believe Rochelle Walensky. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we're, not, we're not even considering that. We want uh, private entities to do it and local officials to make decisions. Why are you even inquiring with the DOJ? Yeah. Why is their answer even relevant if you're not considering it? <laughs> and, and, and as though the DOJ is going to come back. Mm, you know, not only is that constitutionally uh, not legal, but it's highly morally dubious and it's probably likely to, to start a serious violent conflict. If you try, they're going to Merrick Garland is going to trot right in there and say, uh, perfectly square, go right ahead. Yep. yep, exactly. And then the only question is, where do they start? You know, I, you know that every blue state is going to line up and offer their resources to assist in some sort of vaccine mandate. That said, you know the resistance in red states will be heavy. They Not only will they not uh, assist, they might actively and forcefully resist. Well, they will start with private companies, and that way she was she was telling the truth. So they'll start with federal employees. They'll mandate with federal employees. And, and we have such a bloated government that, I mean, what percentage of the population is a, is a government employee? It's a lot. And Biden has already yeah. said, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so once they get them, I mean, I mean – uh, it's only a matter of time before it's the vaccinated population and the unvaccinated population. We're deep person. We become second class citizens. No, it'll be separate uh, but equal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to. Yeah. Fine. I want to be separated from these people. I don't, I don't want to deal with their vaccine shedding and all this other Actually, stuff. Actually, yeah, that is kind of a dream. Uh, separate yeah. but equal country. Well, separate but not even equal countries would be the ideal. Um, yeah, really. the idea that they're going to give you equal rights under the law. Absolutely not. Yeah. But they have to take all the minorities and stuff. So, although I did <laughs> read that 30, only 37% of the black population is vaccinated. Well, that's the reality which, that they don't right, want to yeah. confront is that yeah. when they talk about, they always want to make it seem like the MAGA hat right winger who's not getting the vaccine. They're, minorities in urban centers make up a huge amount of the vaccine resistant and that just is what it is. I, I don't I don't say that with a judgment, good or bad. It just is what it is. But they yeah. don't want to acknowledge that. Those are not yeah, Republican. They're never going to confront the truths about the black community, which is uh, that they inherently hate homosexuals. They're revolted by homosexuality. <laughs> they really do. Black Maybe. people hate the, the gay agenda. <laughs> they hate this shit. And um, they're they're resistant to this vaccination standard because they don't trust Whitey. So they're not going to be able to do this. I say roll the forced vaccinations into Chicago and Baltimore and St. Louis first and see how it goes. (laughs) Let's try that. I agree with that. All right. Common ground, I guess. Um, Okay. Uh, If it's not clear that that um, all of this needs to be opposed yesterday or yesteryear even. Yeah. Um, and, and at least decision making needs to be as strictly held as locally as possible. Maybe you're on the other side of the vaccine question and maybe you want force exerted upon people. It needs to be done. Decisions need to remain local. Let's put it that way. I am not in favor of forceful vaccination of anybody, but at bare minimum, we should all agree. Let's keep this as a localized decision, but we can't. They want top down force upon everybody. The, the farther away we get from that concept, the more difficult this is going to be. And it'd be wise for now to observe a cautionary tale from uh, our friends down under 
Where's my article here? There we go. Uh, our friends down under specifically in, uh, in Sydney that, you know, it, it's always, the question was always, uh, or the, the saying was, what's wrong with you? It's just a mask. Just put on a mask. It's so easy. Just put on a mask. Well, when you give them an inch and you comply with their arbitrary bullshit, they carry their arbitrary bullshit to insane lengths. And that's what's going on in Sydney. They've already been under coronavirus restrictions for uh, five weeks, but Sydney has Sydney specifically has instituted mandatory testing and mandatory mask wearing outdoors <laughs> outdoors. Uh, and residents apparently must stay within three miles of their homes and be tested every three days just to work outside of that area. So let's say you have a job 10 miles away. You're going to have to submit to mandatory testing. Outrageous. Police have the power to close businesses, which at least health departments have been doing in this country. So that's somewhat familiar to us. But now the Australian army has been called in to assist police in going door to door to their homes or to the homes, at least of people who have tested positive to ensure that they are obeying restrictions. Here's a Sydney police official saying, absolutely. We're visiting houses, making sure everyone is complying. We keep getting told households, the big problem, are you going to be going suburb to suburb, street to street, door to door, knocking on these and actively looking for people who are in the wrong house and finding them on the spot? Yeah, look, absolutely. Overnight, we conducted hundreds of checks, particularly of those who were close contacts or who have the virus. Thankfully, everyone was home as they were supposed to be on health advice. Dude, okay. I don't I don't have any sympathy for these people. You, you people gave up your guns. Like, what did you expect to happen? The, the first available opportunity to usurp power uh, that the government took there. So so everybody's like, oh, we, we can just give our guns to the government. Everything will be fine. Like, th- this is what happened. It was after a mass shooting event in Australia, too. And if you think there's any limiting principle that's going to stop the powers that be in this country from doing that sort of thing, other than the fact that we do have armed defense, you keep giving them every whim that they want. They will be doing this in short order. We're not far away from it. And yes, <laughs> no. the numbers on the Chiron are correct. In a city, how many how many live in Sydney? I think it's uh, like 5 million people. I might be wrong on that. Multiple oh millions of people live in Sydney. There were 239 cases from 110,000 tests. I don't know if that's daily or weekly or what the number is, but 5.3 million, 239 cases in a city of 5 million people. And they're talking about going door to door for monitoring of those testing positive and their close associates to make sure that you're not hanging out at the wrong house with your friend or your family. And the seven day rolling average of coronavirus deaths in all of Australia, not Sydney, not New South Wales, not one particular, uh, what do they call them? What, 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 what do they call them? Their states, provinces? I don't know. I'm sorry to our Aussie listeners, but. Provinces? That sounds right. I don't know. That might be Canada. That's, that's <laughs> definitely Canada, but I don't know if it's Australia. In any case, the entire country, uh, seven day rolling average, daily average of deaths, uh, one, one person in the entire country. And we're talking about this level of uh, police state. Mask up, guys. One yeah, person what, died. What's your problem? Just put on the mask, bro. It's very yeah. easy, bro. What's your problem? They're just visiting your house, bro. They're just yeah. checking up on you, bro. What's your What's your problem? It's just a boxcar, bro. And it's a private boxcar, so don't worry about it. <laughs> just get in. Yeah. <laughs> it, Do what's best for society. Don't you care about the greater good? I, obviously. You know, it's not, it's not um, science-driven. You talk about numbers like this. It's not science-driven. It's not data-driven. It is just unending control of your life and reconditioning you to accept it. And that's why 
it seems like people are being unreasonable when you push back on the just just wear the mask. That's why you push back aggressively on that bullshit. It's the principle that when you grant them control of your life on their whims, there's no stopping their control of your yep. life on their whims. So yeah, we we have the power. There's way more way more people in the United States than all of all the feds who can come and bust us up. So if you just start saying no in your daily life, it just takes a critical mass of people to do that. And all of this bullshit ends so the power of no, just say no. Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one's going to do that though. Uh, Nobody in wants any to meaningful be the, way. the, the, the one person who has to stick out their neck and potentially lose their job or potentially face no, some but, other negative. But everybody needs to, to face, you know, when, when we're living in a, a post-collapse society, it's not going to be like, oh, I wish I was still working for that marketing firm. It's it's like, who gives a shit? Like, now is the time for people to be standing up in their principle. I was at Denver Airport. I was like the only unmasked person, and no one said anything to me. No one said anything to me. Take well, the masks off. Nothing yeah. is going to happen to you. Someone's going to yell at you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Someone's going to yell at you. What is wrong with all these people? You get good YouTube content when they do. Get your phone out and uh, send us yeah. the clip. <laughs> go nuts but but we're allowing our freedoms and our rights to be taken from us piecemeal so that we can avoid conflict and That's then everybody true. goes home and trolls people on the internet i i do <laughs> as i've said i have sympathy who for people who have their family's livelihood on the line and all of those things but i do agree with what you're saying that at some level it's sort of a false choice if we think that we can just keep complying until they stop uh, it doesn't stop it just it doesn't never and stops I, and the more the more we allow them to do this, the more abuse is going to come. Simple as that. Has our government ever exhibited the power to be self-limiting in anything they've ever done? Uh, no. No would be the answer to that. And that was before <laughs> we had a government that was so deeply corrupt as it is now. It's yeah. always been corrupt, but have we ever reached levels of this corruption? Yeah. And people just expect the government to be able to be like, okay, we have enough power. We've I, taken enough from these people. I always appreciate when people compare your relationship with the government to a relationship you may have with a friend or any other social relationship that you have. And this is one of the things I was trying to get at in my last video. If, if, if even the best of intentioned friends in your life came to you and said, listen, you know, we think you've been behaving kind of risky. We're, we're just going to come over and check up on you every day and make sure, you know, you're not out there doing stuff that we think is too risky and yeah i'd be like fuck off yeah you'd call that abusive and if they yeah. came in your home without your permission or without your consent you'd call that abusive if they tried mm -hmm. to control every aspect of your life even if it was for your own good because they're just good friends looking out for you you'd call yeah. that abuse and if it's abuse with your friends it's abuse with the government because the government does not exist on a separate moral plane from the rest of us if it's wrong for your friend to do it to you it's wrong for them to do it to you and you should stand up to both even if one has f-15s and nukes <laughs> we got to do it and we should always assume that their intent is insidious anyway it's They've probably never proven a, to be truly benevolent it's a better assumption than the opposite i would say because after all this people still trust the government they just <sighs> I guess so. Lastly, the last thing I want to say on Rona, um, if, if this is all based on science and data, what are we gaining through all these obviously scientific policies? We haven't checked up on Sweden for quite some time. Recall Sweden did very little of this garbage from lockdowns to masking. Um, and they were constantly maligned as uh, they were experimenting in death and all that. 
And it turns out Sweden is actually not lining up to get the vaccine either. Just 37% of Swedes have. And according to this tweet, and I double checked it, um, it's been two weeks of zero coronavirus deaths in Sweden. Now, it turns out the author of this tweet spoke too soon because the same day that he posted it, there was one death July 27th in Sweden. But you look at the data. My God. uh, Yeah, the the cases are down below a thousand a day really dating back to the start of June and these days, I mean, well below 500 most days. So cases are effectively gone in Sweden (laughs) and the death rate there at their peak, they had kind of two waves, one last year and one um, late last year into this year. And they were averaging a hundred deaths a day or so at the peak these days, zero. Like it it is over in Sweden. And uh, remember the other mockery was, Oh, herd immunity. That was constantly scoffed at as, as reckless. But it sure looks like it was a lot easier and a lot cheaper and perhaps even a lot more effective than your artificial government tyranny solutions. Right. What a surprise. Yeah. So uh, if you think these people do a great job of looking out for you better than you could do for yourself, I don't know. Explain Sweden. All right. Um, the, the next segment on the Capitol riot and their uh, crying therapy session, that's going to be a little bit lengthy. So we should definitely take a break before we get into that. God, so depressed. Well, uh, I don't know. We kind of got to light that uh, rebellious fire under you one way or another. But I need other people to have this fuck you attitude towards the government. Like it was just so disheartening. People in North Idaho, seeing them at the grocery store. I saw four masked children under it's probably six there. Well, that's the parents fault. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> stared the parents down and then I asked one of them if they're from out of town. And what they say? They were like, no. Wow. And then I just like walked away. I think next hmm. time I'm going to be like, we don't do that here. Yeah, stop you- it. Yeah. Yeah. These people need to be well, shamed. Like, can't people find the courage to shame people for doing this stuff? On the plus side, they are a much smaller minority now than it used to be 90 10 masks here as recently as like March or April. Now it's 90 10 unmasked, even That's with the true. new CDC guidance. Yeah. So. Maybe it's maybe it's changing. Um, I did open up the treasure chest on D Live, guys. Thanks for uh, hanging out over there. I do. I love our our audience. I hear. I see a lot of. We're with you in the in the live chat. That means a lot. Like I forget sometimes that we that we have this audience and that you guys all understand. We we do, and I understand it's a it's it's easy to talk about. We talk about you know everyone just talks about it on the internet. Yeah, that's what we do too. You know, and it's hard to go out in real life and put your neck out in that way. But if we all find little ways to do it, even if it's just being that one guy not wearing the mask in defiance, you inspire another person and another person, another, if you can just, you don't have to be like, I don't know. I mean, you can go full scream at someone's shame if you want, I guess we've earned a few tickets to do that (laughs) in the last year, even though I don't want to, but just, just small little disobediences to make people, confront you like if you're gonna have me do this you're gonna have to confront me and basically force me to do it or i'm not and most most people uh, obeying the cdc by definition are submissive and are not going to actually oh, yeah, take yeah. that step but for every person that just refuses to wear the mask i mean imagine how many people you would reach like that um that adorable little peter pan woman in the cvs she yeah, literally reached right. millions and yeah. she just went she just went crazy in a cvs and was like I, am, am i crazy like look, look at the world around me like i i can't believe what i'm seeing here and she had a lot of good arguments that she threw out there and 
Yeah. She went viral. And think about I'm how many people she inspired. just a lady at the store. I just want yeah. my bubble bath. Fuck off. Yeah. It's basically exactly. all she said. Yep. No. All right. Let's do some super chats. Are you good over on whatever? I got a couple I can read. Um, Giggling Spy on DLive. Appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, over <laughs> on Trovo, late to the party, renewing a subscription. Appreciate that. And C2K says, UK Koof News. This week, the government said mandated jabs to attend university lectures or stay in halls until until pointed out uh until it was pointed out that offers of a place are legally binding in the UK so the universities would have to pay the students denied access now they're going to have to offer them free cab rides and takeaways and bar discounts instead clown world and they probably will do it they'll probably ban them from living on campus yeah and still pay for them to be carted around unbelievable that's an interesting development thank you man and issue uh, supporting the show as well thank you um, Matt H, one toe won't be enough for blonde. She'll be found with a basement full of dead diabetics and she, that she's harvested for more toes. I don't want more toes. I just wanted one. Just one toe. And Very reasonable. It. You can stop I'm anytime so, you so want. Reasonable. I can yeah. I can stop anytime. Yeah. Next, though, if I could have like a hand, like a whole hand. <laughs> I, what about a monkey hand? Isn't that a lucky thing or something? That sounds awesome. I, hmm. I, I do have kind of a problem with the sourcing from animals thing. Hmm. Because sometimes they breed the animals for the, the taxidermy. I don't like that. Di- well, as long as the monkey was fat and diabetic and it had exactly. to be. Yeah. But it had to choose to be diabetic. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I was like, did this fat. lady have type 2 diabetes? <laughs> yeah. uh, Holden Mulray. Yes, she once confessed to me that she had murdered several transients and done things with their toes. Mm. Uh, no comment. But you will hear about me on Sword and Scale soon enough. Alexis Karras says, Matt and I once made lunch. That's it. It was just lunch. <laughs> There's actually a dating service called It's Just Lunch. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. I don't Daniel know if it's good Kunkel. or bad. Thank you. Uh, it's not It's Just Lunch and then anal.com? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, Daniel Kunkel. My workplace was allowing the vaccinated to go maskless, but many with the jab have gotten sick, so they brought back mask requirements for everyone, but also a useless face shield. <sighs> COVID lunacy returns. That is so dumb so do you get the option of wearing the face shield i suppose some people double up they do the mask plus shield yeah Hmm. we should just go up to those people and kick them in the nuts that's (laughs) standard hey they're Uh, advocating assaulting us susan Uh, what what can we do at this point yeah susan that's what i meant um eric burns marsh uh, please don't play the bernie nor trump sounder sharing part of my bonus with the best podcasting duo on the web matt did you uh, did the Wall Street Journal is that is that what the, that's supposed to say? Did the Wall Street Journal refer to your city as Bose Angeles? You have my sympathies. What? Oh, maybe they did. I actually had a friend text me about that because that's long been a that's long been a nickname for this city. But of course, it's oh. particularly relevant now. Um, yeah, all the uh, beautiful coastal people move here, and uh, they're well into the process of ruining it. And I won't play you the the Trump or the Bernie sounder, but I'll get around it with this one. We love you. You're very special. Thank you. I bought piano. Real question this time with government entities from local police to the Supreme Court abrogating their one legitimate function to protect the rights of citizens. How do you keep from becoming completely blackpilled? I'm almost there. This is a you question Mm. for sure. Uh, Well, I I try to focus on building the best local life that I can. And I mean that uh, like my family specifically. And that's one thing this kid and 
trying to build the best home for this kid as possible is really what I think about when I'm not thinking about the YouTube stuff and politics. And that, uh, that is a driving purpose that, uh, and just family in general, it doesn't have to be a kid or, but building the best life that you can for your family. If everyone focused on that first, um, we'd have a much healthier society and much healthier attitudes. And I can't make everyone do that. But, uh, even if they come to kick down my door and take my guns and inject me one day, I want to know that I lived every day I had trying to build the best situation for my family that I could. So I find a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. Yeah. I find a lot of comfort in that. That's uh, yeah. That's really depressing still. Um, sorry, man. I, I can't help <laughs> you with that question. Aaron Moyo says, since politicians can win awards, I would like to nominate Kinzinger, Kinzinger <laughs> and Schiff for Razzie the, for the fakest crying in melodrum. Um, we're going to talk about this, but like, I think Kinzinger, Kinzinger, whatever. I think that was legit. I think that yeah. he was he was actually crying. Adam Schiff, that seemed like bullshit, but. Yeah, I agree. Kinzinger seemed authentic. Schiff seemed like fake. It's really depressing. I'd rather him be fake crying, but we'll talk about that momentarily. Yeah. Mojack420, do people not see the silver lining of the vax? The, those on the left will be sterile or dead. The ATF and IRS get the jab, get it three years, and no more tax clusters or firearm infringers. <laughs> yeah, but I get tinfoily with that, too. It's like if they know it's going to kill people, then none of the elites took it. Um, 80% Israeli vaccinated. I, I'm, I'm not buying that either. Uh, so who's really going to die? It's just going to be a shitload of Americans that were just kind of stupid. We shall see. Who knows? I don't want to be vindicated in that way. <laughs> well, that's a lot of toes for you. Look on the bright side. That's a good point. Hmm. Robin D. Banks, coughs and COVID. Ha. Uh, quick, Matt Blonde, take my money. Uh, this disease <laughs> ravages our people when the virus is done with us. There will only be 99.98 of us left. I know. Godspeed to the rest. Uh, let's just do one more. Um, Donde Tuca. Hey, blonde. Tested positive for the Rona today. This while wow. I'm recovering from ho- uh, hip replacement. Hope replacement surgery last Monday? That's what it says. I assume that you meant <laughs> we, hip. we all need that. Yeah. We do, yeah. Uh, what was your treatment? I've contacted America's frontline doctor. Still fax free. Um, it does say hope replacement. Yeah. I assume he means hip. What was your treatment? Does he mean from my coronavirus? I think so. My That's the way I understand Um, it. Well, I laid in bed with my baby for like two weeks and I watched every episode of Peaky Blinders. Mm. Um, And then I got norovirus at the end of my coronavirus and I gave it to my husband and all of my friends and everybody pooped their pants. (laughs) It was a nightmare. It was terrible. I've never been more sick. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I was really sick for two weeks and I just laid down and drank liquids and slept. Over on Tippy Stream, Sid says, uh, or CID, says, I started a new job two weeks ago after being out of work for most of the year. Now the federal contractor vaccine mandate is forcing me right back to the Oof. into the job market. Wow. All these feds can uh, SID. Anyone need a PowerShell guy in the D.C. metro area? Well, I, I admire your willingness to stand on your principle and, and what uh, you think is right for you. So good for you, man. And I, the good news for you, I, uh, if anyone is looking to hire someone in the, in the DC area, send me an email and maybe I can connect you guys. But the good news for you, bad news for the country, good news for you. It is uh, a worker's market right now. You, there's a lot of people who will do almost anything for workers, maybe even hire unvaccinated ones. I don't know, but, um, but good luck to you, man. And, um, and, uh, I'm sure it'll work out. Uh, I skipped a bunch of chats too. 
Can we come back to them? Can you mark where you? Yes. Okay. Jehovah's Thickness says to all California viewers, please note that Larry Elder is running for governor and I encourage everyone to donate to his campaign, electelder.com, save California. I'd be lying if I was going to predict that he will win, but if anyone possibly could, Larry Elder, I think would have a decent shot. Yeah. And uh, I, of course I wish him all the best. And um, you know, even if, even if all he can do is be an effective voice against Newsom, that's still something. So I I too would like to see California saved, man. Eventually we'll have to do it. Phil says to uh, the cuckservative reaction to Chipman views on affirmative action hires is ridiculous. This is awesome. (laughs) Phil's trying to get me in trouble. This is all some uh, intra-racial civil war. How about that? About how best to, uh, how best to surrender our civilization. Um, Chipman is a dirt bag, but not because of <laughs> Chipman is a dirt bag and Phil looks forward to everyone getting along in his absence. Thank you, Phil. Uh, I <laughs> says I for one, Phil also says I for one am excited uh, to listen to another lecture from some <laughs> from the Surgeon General uh, Vivek Murthy, almost as excited as I am to vote for. Uh, I don't even know who this person is. Nimrata Rod Radhawa. I don't know who that is. Maybe a candidate for office in 2024. Isn't being talked down. That's <laughs> Nikki being... Haley. Oh, is that her actual name? Yeah. She has like an Americanized name. Yeah. Interesting. Is it being talked down to by. <laughs> Isn't being talked down to by. Politicians he disagrees with just the best. Thank you, Phil. Xander says, remember when AOC said she thought she was going to get killed uh, by the Capitol riot or in the Capitol riot, even though she wasn't even in the building. Now she's saying that she thought they were going to they were going to rape her uh, first because of white supremacy. Did she say that? I've heard nothing about that. Ages ago. Then didn't it uh, lend to her conversation about how she was brutally sexually assaulted in college or something? I think we talked about this. I I didn't know that. I'll have to look it up. All right. Last one from Phil. Let's see if I can get through it. Uh, Nature abhors a vacuum. Either you uh, operate the levers of power or your enemies do. Our enemies are ratcheting up the pressure because they know nothing will happen to them. The masses will grumble all the way to get the jab. But in the end, they will. There's there's probably some truth to that. And that's one thing um, that I, I think it's obviously important to accept the world as it is, not how you want it to be. That's the biggest problem with leftist ideology. And but that that does become an obstacle for everybody. I think for me, the biggest obstacle and the hardest uh, the hardest pill to swallow, I suppose, is there is some truth to that, that there are levers of power and either morally square people are operating them or they aren't. Yeah. And I personally want nothing to do with the levers of power. I want them gone. But maybe that's just as naive as the people who say, I wish there weren't AR-15s in the world. I want them (laughs) gone. There's the world you want and there's the world that we live in. And I understand exactly what he's saying. I, I The question is to stop the people who, who operate those levers immorally. Do you yourself have to operate the levers, even if it's a bending of the principles you would prefer to uphold? Maybe um, it's getting uh, I, <laughs> I, you know I the can answer see, to that. I can see where this is heading. And I don't say that with any joy as we talk about all the time. Power consolidates. 
and then it is freed. Power consolidates and then it is freed. The people who consolidate the power don't decide one day, eh, that's enough power in my control. I think I'll give some of it back to the people who yeah. rightfully hold it. It doesn't exactly. happen. Doesn't happen. So thank you, Phil. And thanks for being a good sport as always. Um, as always. And for supporting the show, of course. Okay, let's get back to the news and specifically the Capitol Riot cry therapy. Tuesday was the first hearing of the uh, House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6th, otherwise known as the Capitol Riot Committee, of course. And this is, as we predicted or observed uh, weeks ago, just a, it's a highly partisan panel of um, and it's it's the result of uh, of Democrats and Republicans not being able to get to agree on a, a nonpartisan commission um, to investigate earlier in the year. The committer the committee has nine members. There are seven Democrats and uh, and then there are two pet Republicans, the the uh, the people who voted for impeachment uh, on the basis of the Capitol riot, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. There are also the impeachment prosecution all stars of Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin. And the premise of the committee is, of course, that we need to get to the truth of what happened as though this <laughs> hasn't been investigated. Uh, apparently, it's claimed to be the largest Justice Department investigation ever, but we still need to get to the bottom of what happened. What a waste of time. And the, and the nonstop coverage on almost every cable news network. The idea that we don't understand what happened that day when there was a camera on every corner. We do. Yeah. yeah. Except for the cameras that are inside the building with thousands of hours of footage that they won't release. We don't need to get to the bottom of that uh, truth. And so in this hearing, did we learn anything new? Uh no, at least not of anything, uh, not a, uh, anything of any factual substance like who did what or committed what crime. We did learn that lots and lots and lots of feelings were hurt. And as a matter of um, citizen concern, yes, this is a huge fake waste of your tax money. Um, and yes, as we'll get to, it is concerning to see so-called men who uh, I guess can't hold in their tears six months after the fact. These are the people in charge of our society. Those are all matters of citizen concern. And I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to uh, disrespect those concerns, but as a matter of entertainment, this is probably the funniest thing I've seen in Congress since <laughs> yeah. Christine Blasey Ford uh, and her, her, her Garth costume, which um, is bad for the country, but it was highly hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> so I appreciate so. the, Entertainment value. The crying was kicked off by pet Republican Adam Kinzinger, who uh, says he never expected the day to get this emotional, despite possibly rehearsing this performance. I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. You guys oh. may like individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with and. You know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad, day bad days. And got help. Ugh, what a faggot. Ugh. Which we found out uh, Susan does allow. Susan does allow that slur. Just not in the oh chat. Gosh. You know, people <laughs> used to kick other people's asses for crying like this in public. It's, uh, you know, it's one thing to say it's acceptable for men to show their emotions. I think it's Rarely. quite another to say that men of this 
they want us to believe they lack the control to hold this in the, whether it's a performance or whether it's authentic, it, it's hard to look at someone whose job is um, writing the laws of this country and to sort of you don't want your legislator to be writing laws based on emotion. You want your legislator to be writing laws based on objectivity and based on um, factual terms and based on as precise of language as possible. Not just I felt bad. Let me cry a bit. You want to talk about crazy laws that will get installed? That sort of uh, teariness will get crazy laws written. Right. I mean, the troubling thing is that they're pandering to women. And if we hadn't screwed up gender roles so much, this would give women a visceral reaction of disgust. But instead, women are like, oh, he's so sad. I think they'll say that. But I don't think they'll actually believe that in their heads. They won't be actually yeah. attracted to that. Okay, fine. Upon uh, reviewing, this seems uh, much more contrived than mm. I remember. I actually buy Kensinger, like you said, but I, Adam Schiff responded, oh, it's, I guess it's an Adam thing. I'm crying too. This one, I think, is 99% a chance of fakery. Help us. But I have faith. Because of folks like you. Oh, and Adam, I didn't expect this would be quite so much later, but it must be an Adam thing today. Uh, but I'm so grateful to all of you. OK. Uh, and on substance, Kinzinger um, tried to justify this hearing uh, or tried justifying this hearing relative to a corresponding hearing about Black Lives Matter or Antifa riots last year, which, of course, were significantly more damaging, at least from just a, a pure cost perspective. And Kinzinger says that he disavows those riots, but those weren't a coup. So that's the difference. Those were just crime. This was a coup. Those weren't putting our very system of governance at risk. He says there's a difference between committing a crime generally, which is what those riots were, and disrespecting the rule of law, which is what the Capitol riot was. Some have concocted a counter narrative to discredit this process on the ground that we didn't on the grounds that we didn't launch a similar investigation into the urban riots and looting last summer. I condemn those riots and the destruction of property that resulted. But not once did I ever feel that the future of self-governance was threatened like I did on January 6th. There is a difference between breaking the law and rejecting the rule of law, between a crime, even grave crimes, and a coup. That is absurd. You want to tell me that the the summer riots weren't a rejection of the law? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, attacking if attacking government is the distinction, uh, they did that repeatedly. You had the well, the they infamous, also didn't face any legal repercussions, which is the real that's how, that's really how you yeah, define. Good point. Like that's the that's the yeah that's probably the more significant attack on the rule of law, the lack of prosecutions. You're right. What a um, fucking asinine! But, but yeah, you got the I... the federal courthouse in Portland. You got the the police. Uh, station in Minneapolis. The list goes on. Uh, the obvious questions we've been asking week by week. If it was a coup, why can't you charge anyone with sedition or treason? Sedition or treason, right. Um, yeah. If it was a coup, why didn't anybody bring guns? Now, as we'll see in a minute, they just lie. They'll just say it was armed. They'll just use the term armed, even though uh, they're talking about like a flagpole instead of yeah. guns. Yeah. Um, but the fundamental premise I, I really hate because it's it's just backward in my opinion. It's It's not morally worse to attack government property or business. If anything, and I, I would say they're the same thing, but if anything, I'd make the argument that it's morally worse to attack private property or business. Yeah. Or at least um, 
it's the government's job to protect the rights of private citizens. That is the government's only legitimate function. It is not the government's job to protect itself. And what he's saying is when you attack us, it's a bigger crime than when you attack each other or when we attack you. Well, that's an, that's a total reversal of the foundational purpose for our government. And I want to be totally clear. I'm not saying that it's totally fine to attack government personnel or property. I'm just saying that the reason government is established is to protect attacks on you and for them to get up there and bitch and say, oh, we were such victims. And also it's worse when we're victimized. That is a total reversal of our of the philosophy of our founding. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll get to all the, the mean words. So mostly this hearing was just um, all the all the horrible things, the mean things that the 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 rioters uh, and all the grandmas uh, said to the Capitol Police, uh, Daniel Hodges is a D.C. Metro policeman who says that the rioters said to a counter protester that his mother was a whore and uh, other mean things to the cops. But a crowd of Donald Trump's people had gathered. They attempted to bait the counter protester into attacking, shouting insults such as your mother's a whore and accusing him of hiding behind the cops. A man sarcastically yelled, here come the boys in blue. So brave. Another called on us to remember your oath. There was plenty of booing. A woman called us stormtroopers. Another woman who was part of the mob of terrorists laying siege to the capital of the United States shouted traitors. All of those things are true, except the your mother's a whore thing. And that might be true. Who knows? I don't know who the counter protester was. Who knows who's, who his mom is? These are um, these are traitor oath breaker fucks. <laughs> and all those things they said were true. I I, uh, regardless of the debate about whether oaths were break broken or not, I do find it hilarious that one of the slurs or smears is your, Hey, remember your oath. <laughs> oh, what, yeah. a, what a hurtful Ooh. thing to say. He told Ooh. me to Why remember would you say my that oath. To me? Okay. That's not an insult. That's your job. And we can have the debate about whether your job was done properly or not, or whether to what extent the crimes were committed against you. I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just saying someone's saying, Hey, remember your oath. That's not, uh, that's not hateful. That's, uh, something you should remember, but mm. okay. Um, now, as far as stormtrooper, who are the stormtroopers? I heard a woman say a, a woman called us stormtroopers. Was it Nancy Pelosi last summer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> is she the one who called, in this case, uh, federal agents trying to protect the courthouse in Portland stormtroopers? Did she show up and say, hey, you stormtroopers are at it again, I see. Okay. Well, the, next up is Michael Fanone, who is another uh, DC Metro officer. Um, and he, it, I, I think he practiced his fist slamming in front of the bathroom mirror many times before the hearing that day. And he is outraged by anyone who wants to downplay what happened on January 6th. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Being an officer, you know your life is at risk whenever you walk out the door. Even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. Oh, fuck you, dude. What are you talking about? Law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you? What does that mean? Did anybody really have a gun? Tell me a little bit more about who got shot in the crowd and by whom. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Part of the reason you think people are downplaying is because you keep lying about the story. Nobody was armed, at least in the, the sense that you traditionally think of being armed. Did they have makeshift weapons? Yes. Should those people who committed crimes with makeshift weapons be prosecuted? Yes. But they were not armed with guns. 
Should they, is, though? They, they shouldn't be prosecuted. Nobody was really prosecuted for the Black Lives Matter protests. Are we going to apply well, the law equally to people or not? That I would say, yes, we should. Like, both should be prosecuted, but... Okay, so they need to they need to prosecute some of the crimes that were committed, especially the property damage. No, those that was just regular crime. This was uh, this was crime against our very governance itself. So it's very Uh different. Different. Um, But yeah, and by the way, the guns that they didn't have, you'd kind of need them for a coup. Uh, Yeah, we we could do coups with flagpoles, I guess, too. Um, And a can of bear spray and I guess the fists that were used. Oh my god! And, and they're just going to repeat these lies. So it's funny. How dare you downplay it? Well, I'm just trying to speak factually. So if you make up a lie about it and I don't believe the lie, is that downplaying or is that just you lying? He keeps doing this and saying armed uh, mob, armed mob, armed mob. And then this other guy, Harry Dunn, jumps in and, and repeats the Sicknick lie. My colleague, Brian Sicknick, who died of injuries sustained that day. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob, an armed mob of thousands determined to get inside. I'd like to take a moment of my time to ask for a moment of silence for my fallen colleague, Officer Brian Signick, who died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty defending the capital of our beloved democracy. Liars! We're just going to keep repeating the lie. Nobody had a gun. Brian Sicknick did not die from injuries at the Capitol, right? I'm a broken record on this. There's no died of injuries at the Capitol, right? There's no evidence. He was even injured at the Capitol, at the right? Capitol right? He texted he his, called brother. his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Sorry. We, just, we, we, what is, we could rehearse the same script. I know. I know. I know. He, he texted his brother. He said, yeah, I took a little bit of like bear spray from far away. And that was about it. And then he had a stroke the next day. And don't believe us. Believe the DC medical examiner. Natural causes. Natural causes, di- right? Natural causes are not the Capitol riot. And the two men involved in the supposed bear mace incident were charged and they weren't able to get them on any kind of uh, substantial charge because clearly oh, if they could charge them with murder. If they they, they would. would have thrown it at him. Yeah. Yeah. At the now two this, guys. This Harry Dunn fellow is the I don't know if he's the greatest liar of the day, but he had the greatest lie of the day, which is that the <laughs> he's mob, certainly the blackest liar of the day. Yeah. Well, I, well, that's what counts in believing his testimony to a great many people, I suppose. Um, and of course, the lie is racial in nature. And he is saying uh, that the mob surrounded me and found out that I voted Biden. And that's when they said, hey, everyone, there's a Biden voting N word over here. Boo, N word. Boo. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled. You hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. In the crowd, <laughs> perhaps around 20 people sniffle, sniffle. joined in screaming, boo, f***ing <laughs> No one had ever, ever called me a n***er while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a n***er to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of n***er you really are. Oh, that one is particularly a, a lie. Like, that does not ring true. <laughs> well, uh, after, I had to cut it for time. But after that, they put a rope around his neck and they said, this is MAGA country, apparently. <laughs> 
just like the Sicknick fire extinguisher. Amazing. A whole oh, yeah. like thousands of people with cameras rolling perpetually. Yeah. And nobody happened. There was 20 people chanting, boo, N-word. We don't yeah, like yeah. N-words. Boo. And nobody recorded it. And not only that, but not a single witness came forward during this entire six months of political gamesmanship to say, yeah, I saw that happen. Right, and right. by the way, it happened to two other cops, he says. Who are they? Yes, yes. Bring Not to mention forward. that there was no evidence of Brian Sicknick being being killed by rioters or any of the other things that they claim. <laughs> it's like people have cameras. There were wasn't there there like a hundred thousand people there? Something like that. Tens of thousands minimum. At least it, in the general capital area. In this day and age, all of this would have been documented thoroughly. They must think we're so stupid. You know what was thoroughly documented? A white leftist protester in D.C. last summer calling a black D.C. police officer an N-word. I'm peacefully protesting. What's up? What's your name? What's up? I'm peacefully protesting. Right. Tell this bitch ass man to stop putting his hands on people. It's hard to hear, but he says, tell this bitch ass N-word to stop putting his hands on people. And he's talking to a black cop. Where was the investigation there? Oh, but I forgot. That's just regular crime. Yeah, That's not yeah. crime that calls into question the very nature of our government or the future of democracy. So it's fine in that case for the That's white true. leftist protester to say to the D.C. cop, get your tell this bitch ass N-word to get his hands off people. Hey, it was soft A. That's legit. Okay, you can fine. go up to the face of a black person and call them the N-word as long as you use a soft A. Now, this guy, Harry Dunn, uh, I made the Jussie Smollett reference earlier. It looks like he is the Jussie Smollett of the Capitol right in his personal politics, too. We know a little bit about his views um, per his Twitter account. What uh, what has he been saying? Yeah, he tweeted at Tucker Carlson last August. He asked, why is murder an appropriate response to property damage? But property damage isn't an appropriate response to murder <laughs> in response to George Floyd. Yeah, we totally can trust this guy. He okay. also um, repeatedly called Trump uh, racist in chief, and he criticized Trump's administration for covering um, for covering the president and regularly hassled Laura Ingram and Carlson on on Twitter. And then he said to Ben Carson, "I'm embarrassed to have once looked up to you. You have sold out and are acting as narcissistic and egotistic as your boss." Okay, I expected better. And then he also said, I hate Tucker Carlson. What an out of touch asshole that has no clue about anything. Doesn't look like him or agree with him. Yeah. And then he praised Eric Swallow for telling the truth about uh, the Capitol riot. And <laughs> Maybe he was trying to get some Fong Fong action. Work his oh, way yeah. into that. Who knows? Yikes. All right. Um, we are running a little tight on time, so maybe we'll have to be kind of quick with this. But I thought it was interesting. There was um, there were a few deaths at the Capitol right outside of Ashley Babbitt, obviously. And until recently, it was basically people who had a heart attack or drug overdoses. Now it's being alleged by some witnesses that there was another person killed by Capitol Police. And there was a witness who had claimed this prior. Now the Gateway Pundit has another anonymous witness speaking in support of that claim I take it with a grain of salt because it's an anonymous witness. But what are the details? No, he's not anonymous. Oh, I thought uh, he was. He's no, actually on uh, the record. Yes. And his Twitter account was disabled for him talking about this. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. OK, so maybe there's more to but this. This Trump supporter was gassed with clouds of pepper spray pushed down. And I couldn't make sense of this photograph. Uh, uh, is this the one on the right on the top of the story? Oh, I don't have the story up. It's this Anderson guy, right? Uh, Yeah, it's just kind of like a photo of a bunch of people on the ground. 
Yeah, I couldn't make any sense of that. But he claims that this is proof that Roseanne Boyland, who I believe was the one that they declared had died of a meth overdose. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, And he claims that what happened was they were gassed with clouds of pepper spray, pushed down, and then nearly trampled to death as police officers continued to push people in a pile outside of the Capitol. Um, And so this photo supposedly shows Philip Anderson nearly unconscious being dragged away from Trump supporters after being crushed under a pile. And Roseanne Boylan was next to him when she died. And he's spoken with the Gateway Pundit about this. Um, And he said he was just being smothered as police officers continue to push people on top of him, other Trump supporters on top of him. And he was holding her hand when she died. Okay, so yeah. so to clarify, that guy's not the original witness is not anonymous. The, okay. The gateway pundit has a second. It's confirmed this story. But it's an anonymous piece of testimony. That's what I was getting. Like the second one I'm going to take with a grain of salt. But uh, OK, so if we're not going to believe these Molly Tibbetts witnesses, which are clearly bullshit, we probably should take this with a grain of salt. But also, I don't trust. Um, I mean, meth overdose. Well, and here's the thing to think if if there was any truth that the Capitol police had committed some kind of wrongdoing in causing another death. We already haven't seen any light of day on the information for Ashley Babbitt, which is other, other than the video itself. Right. If there was any, if there was any issue with what happened here, you know, that's going to get the same cover up treatment. Again, I don't bring this to your attention to say that this person was definitively and unjustly killed by Capitol police. What the, the reason I bring it up is because there are there's witness testimony that's questioning what exactly happened to another person who died. And yeah. if if we're supposed to put up with all of these inventive claims about how Capitol Police officers who killed themselves days later were somehow connected to this, I think it's fair to just start asking more questions about other people who died there of alleged meth overdoses and other odd circumstances. Right. right. Just something to think about. The second person emailed the Gateway Pundit and said, after reading your article about Roseanne Boylan's death and the gentleman Philip Anderson comments on it, I believe it's something to add to the story. Since me and two others carried Miss Boylan's seemingly lifeless body to the double doors while the cops were pepper spraying us and hitting us with their batons. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're not even going to look into stuff like this. (laughs) No, no. These are the deaths that, that don't matter at all. And. While I'm kind of entertaining a little bit of the the quote unquote tinfoil here, my favorite tinfoil, obviously, you know, it always comes out that they're all actors. All those Capitol Police officers were just actors, according to this ultra blurry photo from years ago where they were also hanging out together, even though I mean, to to be fair here, if they're all Capitol Police officers, it's not unusual to see them all hanging out together in certain circumstances. But the reason I bring it up is because this response that implicitly alleges that Michael Fanone, the guy who was banging his hands on the desk, is actually basically the Derek Chauvin actor repurposed. Mm. And they they this is all good fun. I'm not making any serious claims here, but holy cow, do they actually look a lot alike? They they could be they brothers do. easily. Now, seriously speaking, the ears are a little different. The hairline's a little different. I it's I don't think it's the same person, but it's pretty close. It is weirdly close. Now, uh, as funny as all of this was, it didn't poll well. According to uh, a morning consult uh, consult poll, 
Among all voters, 53% now support the committee and the investigation, down from 58% a week ago and 66% in June. So I say we keep the show going then. It was highly entertaining, and maybe it'll convince some people politically. But currently, the next hearing is unscheduled. And <laughs> as normal business in Congress continues, I'm starting to think maybe um, maybe more disruption is necessary. Sarcastically, Susan. But uh, listen to the cringe of Congressman Sean Sean Caston of Illinois, 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 uh, promoting his initiative Hot Ferk Summer. I rise to continue our celebration of Hot Ferk Summer. As climate activist Fergie would certainly say, the Ferkalicious definition is to make our planet cooler. So listen up, y'all, because this is it. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, better known as the F to the E to the R to the C, is one of the most important federal agencies to fight climate change, and if I'm doing this right, one that a few more of you are now keeping track of. Having a well-air-conditioned home when it's hot, hot? That's Ferkalicious. Getting your electricity from the lowest cost reliable source, Ferkalicious. An electric transmission system that keeps everything from electric vehicles to steel mills running with zero carbon electricity, Ferkalicious. <laughs> That's uh, it. We should just give Muslims nukes and just let them take us all out. We all right. A blonde Iranian alliance confirmed. You know? For real. Iran <laughs> is an ancient culture, you know? <laughs> this is. Uh, I my when I'm listening to this, I'm thinking this is probably what Thomas Jefferson was writing about when he's talking about you know watering the tree type stuff. Probably this bullshit is what he's thinking about. <gasps> um, if you're curious, uh, the FERC or FERC is the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, and uh, Castine wants you to. Uh, is it Castine or Castine? I don't know uh, what's his name. I don't even know this guy's name. Get it right, Castine. Uh, Castine wants. Uh, to get the White House's nominee for the empty seat on this commission confirmed, FERC regulates the sale of electricity and natural gas in interstate commerce. So, yeah, I uh, I still don't care, despite the FERCalicious exhibit. All right. Um, something that's more worthy of our concern is the economic news. Uh, surprise, surprise. Another quarter of slower than expected growth. Who could have foreseen? I know. What a surprise. GDP, which everybody knows is a measure of all goods and services produced during the April to June period, this last April to June, accelerated 6.5% on an annualized basis, slightly better than 6.3 in the first quarter, revised down narrowly. Um, the gain that was expected was 8.4. That was, that was the Dow Jones estimate. So everyone's like, oh, 6.5. That sounds pretty good. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, the most troubling thing that I read in this article, the personal savings rate has dropped sharply tumbling, uh, to 1.97 trillion wow. from 4.1 trillion in the previous quarter. Is that previous quarter or previous year? Previous quarter. Okay. So. American savings cut in half in one quarter's time. Is that the correct reading? Well, it says the previous period, which I, I assume either was way, quarter. Either the last quarter or the same quarter last I year. Look Ameri- into, I mean, terrible. That's terrible. Uh, I, that's incredibly troubling. That means that people are spending their savings at a, a, an incredible rate. Well, uh, there's, there's, they're buying up all the goods and services and we're having record growth. That's what uh, Joe Biden wants us to believe. I couldn't believe he unironically shared this graphic. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but 
It's um, the growth graphic that's linked in the uh, in the in the notes. But Thursday, Biden unironically tweets this chart showing that GDP is back to pre-pandemic levels. And he says it's the fastest economic growth in the first half of uh, in the first half of a year in nearly 40 years. That's progress. Uh, Never mind that the chart shows that it is literally not progress. It is simply a return to the status quo as far as GDP is concerned. And it's amazing how rapid growth is possible after you artificially tank the economy prior. (laughs) Joe Biden sawed off your leg, but he was very fast at getting you a prosthetic. And now, uh, you know, you're now you're back to walking somewhat normally. And that's record progress. That's what we're talking about. It's incredible. And if you're discouraged by this uh, economically illiterate language, just get ready for Fed Chair Jerome Powell. As we've seen uh, rapid inflation uh, in the last few months um, uh, on scales not seen in decades, as we've referenced, Fed Chair Jerome uh, Powell is doing uh, what they always do. And that's just redefine the terms to say that it's not happening or the worst thing they don't want you to worry about isn't happening. So recall previously, the Biden administration and the Federal Reserve, they were saying inflation. Yeah, it's happening, but it's just transitory uh, as in temporary. Now, in an interview this week, um, First of all, he said that inflation might be higher and more persistent than previously expected. I, why is it that the expectations and performance relative to expectations is always worse? That's odd. <laughs> but he says it's not inflation. When we say tr- inflation is transitory, it's not inflation when prices just go up. It's only when prices go up and they don't stop going up. Because right. once they stop, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not. That's not inflation anymore. That's just. Um, that's just price increases. Yep. The concept of transitory is really this. The increases will happen. We're not saying they will reverse. That's not what transitory means. It means that the increases in prices will happen. So there will be inflation, but that the process of inflation will stop so that so that there won't be further. Inf- what we, when we think of inflation, we really think of inflation going up year upon year upon year upon year. That's inflation. When you have inflation for 12 months or whatever it may be, I'm just taking an example. I'm not making an estimate. Then, then you have a price increase, but you don't have an inflation process. Again, we don't mean, I don't mean that, 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 that you know, producers are going to take those price increases back. That's, that's not the idea. It's just that they won't go on indefinitely. You've got to understand that it doesn't mean that the, that the increases will be taken back. Some of them will be, but, but that's not really what it means. It, could this guy look <laughs> up transient and... A transitory, or, uh, or is it transitory or transient? Maybe I'm using the wrong word. I don't know. Uh, what is he saying? That was just nonsense. Um, he's saying, well, he's saying that, yeah, the prices will increase, but then they'll stop. So that's not really a big deal because the rate of the rate of growth or the rate of increase has stopped as though you're going to get a $10 gallon of milk and saying, yeah, uh, say, yeah, but it, it hasn't, uh, it's not going to increase to 12 next year. So it's fine. It's just a price increase. It's not an inflation. Okay. 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 As adjectives, the difference between transitory and transient, maybe this will illuminate it some. Transitory oh, okay. is lasting only a short time, yeah. temporary, while transient is passing or disappearing with time. Okay. So subtle so differences, maybe, I suppose. So maybe he's saying, what, what was he trying to say? Like, this will not, this won't continue indefinitely, but we'll have to eat some of these inflationary gains. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. There will be price increases, but then it will stop. That's what we have to look forward to. But what about the price increases that we have to incur in the interim? Well, they stop. So who cares? 
they're not going they don't on reverse. <laughs> they don't reverse. So, okay. And, so and it's a different point, without it, without a distinction. Then your savings is worth even less. You know, it's, it's not right. just about what you can buy at the store with a dollar. It's about what is the actual value of the dollars in your savings account. And, um, you know, I don't have a promotional deal with any gold and silver uh, investment companies, but uh, it might be wise to think about substitutes for the dollar. I'm not a financial advisor, but just things to think about given this sort of language. And um, uh, yeah, so, so <laughs> well, that's not what we're talking about. We just redefine the terms and you don't have anything to uh, to worry about. So just, uh, you know, just put your mask on and uh, and don't worry about it. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um Time for hoax hate. <laughs> and now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I'm going to try to get through hoax hate and the movie review before the top of the hour. Timer is on. A, uh, at the State Department, a swastika was found carved into an elevator on Monday, leading Secretary of State Antony Blinken to condemn the hateful carving and describe it as a reminder that anti-Semitism is still alive. Now, as you can see on your screen, uh, orientation correct, angle wrong. And I guess carved with a pocket knife. Who knows? It looks like it's carved into some kind of wood panel. Um, Joe Biden also condemned this swastika in a tweet. And the swastika has been removed and the incident is under investigation by diplomatic security. Now, if you're wondering, uh, that's pretty weird that deep in a uh, big, important uh, uh, federal government building of D.C., how did the Nazis get in there to do this? Well, that is awfully yeah. suspicious. It's virtually a guarantee this was an inside job, either a hoax by a staffer or a hateful State Department employee or some sort of contractor, though even all the contractors are pretty thoroughly vetted. Um, Why don't they form a commission to to get to the bottom of this and find the truth of the matter? It sounds like they might. Um, but if you're curious, all the elevators in the facility are within a secure perimeter. Security cameras and uniformed guards cover entrances to the entire area, which, um, of course, you know what that means. It means we'll never know who did this, but you can count on the solution being more security funding for the State Department. Right. Yeah. Draw a swastika in your wall. If you're a government agency, get a check. Yep. That's what I think That's is at, at play here. In suburban Seattle, the mayor of Burien, is it Burien or Burien? You tell me. Uh, Burien? I thought, Burien? Okay. I, don't I always know. said Burien, but I only lived in okay. Seattle for four years. So I'm, I'm going with Burien. Burien. Mayor of Burien claims his opposition, his political opposition, is targeting him and allied politicians with Nazi symbolism in their campaign signs. Several anonymous signs are popping up, and the mayor is calling on the feds to get involved. Mayor Jimmy Mata wants the FBI to take a look at this. The only thing I connect that to is white supremacy. When Burian Mayor Jimmy Mata sees this sign, he knows what he sees. Is it because we're bringing Donald Trump's tactics back of they send their worst, their rapists, their thieves? to America. I mean, are we having some of that? Is that what that means? What does it mean to you? See? To me, that's what it means. These signs have been placed all over Burien on Thursday. It reads, Seattle politics are bad for Burien, with the white fist and a title reading, Propaganda. Both Garcia and Mata say their own campaign signs were defaced too, with these stickers reading, Corrupt. Now, earlier this evening, we saw a man going around Burien actually taking 
down or taking out these signs. We went up to him and asked, hey, what are you doing? He admitted that he was actually a husband to one of the four candidates listed on these signs. And he said, obviously, he has some form of bias there, but he was very, very much inclined, husband or not, to take these signs down. Okay, so putting a corrupt sticker on someone's campaign sign is vandalism that must be investigated by the FBI, no less, and prosecuted. But if someone steals the signs of the opposition, well, that's fine. There's nothing to see here. Um, You can go ahead and do that. Now, you might be wondering, what's the actual Nazi symbolism? I don't get it. He's alleging that the lightning bolts on the sign look like the SS S's even though there's the lightning bolts aren't even adjacent to one another in that way, but it's still Nazi symbolism. And um, this is not the first time that mayor Mata in Burien has alleged a hate crime against him. At first I thought this was crap, but it turns out there actually was a charge. I believe a conviction as well, but in 2018 um, he claimed that he had been physically and verbally assaulted by an older white man while at a block party simply because he is Latino. And he told the Seattle times that his attacker came around the back, took his arm, wrapped it around Mata's neck and brought him down and started talking into his ear. And the man threatened his life and whispered, we're not going to let you Latino illegals take over our city. Based. Now, as far fetched as it sounds, a 63 year old man was charged with malicious harassment and assault in that case. For that? Come on. The 63-year-old man says he did exchange words with Mata, but only tripped and accidentally knocked Mata into a fence. (laughs) 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 So you be the judge. Mm. Okay. Lastly, in Santa Cruz, California, two teenagers may be charged with hate crimes. They've already been charged with felony vandalism for burning out their car on the Black Lives Matter paint in the street. These are the tire marks left on Santa Cruz's Black Lives Matter street mural. Burned out rubber left there Friday night by vandals. As a community member, as a woman of color, this is very, very Hard. Santa Cruz's vice mayor, Sonia Brunner, speaking out at a rare Sunday press conference as Santa Cruz police chief Andrew Mills announced that 20-year-old Brandon Beauchat and 19-year-old Hagen Warner Beauchat. have been arrested in connection to the crime. This wasn't just a couple kids fooling around uh, doing a burnout on the street. This was an intentional act of, of, of vandalism on something that our community holds dear. This wasn't a simple act of vandalism. This was a terrorist act against a black community. For those who seek to minimize the events that took place, to negate the responsibility of, oh, they're just kids fooling around. Shame on you. Oh, come on. The the actual vandalism is putting that down in the street in the first place. Who gives a shit? You can make the argument. It's not just kids fooling around. No, it, it literally is kids fooling around. And yeah. This is a perfect example of why hate crime laws in general are bullshit. You're telling me if these kids did it on the next street over, well, that's just kids fooling around. And maybe there are criminal implications there or otherwise uh, reasons for a citation or something. But if they do it on the special street with the special paint, then it's a worse crime. Why? Because of their perceived or implied viewpoint when doing it. And that's what you're doing. If you make that distinction, you're just policing the viewpoint of the people for committing the same crime 
And for speaking of oath breaking police officers, for this guy to sit there and say, shame on you if you downplay this. Well, you're you're just upplaying the perspective of right. the criminals. Right. And yeah. that is a flagrant violation of the principles of our First Amendment. The, you, mm-hmm. you have to be viewpoint neutral in your enforcement of the law to uphold your oath to that document and to those principles means you don't give a shit if they did it because they hate black lives matter because they love black lives matter. You don't care what their perspective is. The only problem is they vandalize public property. That's the correct yeah. answer, but shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. No, fuck you, dude. Unbelievable. What a waste of time and resources. God. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I don't know if Santa Cruz is a high crime area, but I imagine they have bigger things to worry about though. Maybe not. Everybody's stoned out of their mind in that town. Um, they're either surfing or high or both in Santa Cruz. I don't know anything about Santa Cruz, uh, Santa Cruz, like South of San Francisco. They got the UC banana slugs. That's their school mascot. The banana slugs. They got, they have a cool, uh, like boardwalk and they got, uh, like a big Ferris wheel on the, uh, on the, on the water there. I've only been there once or twice. So if you're in Santa Cruz and you feel like I've defamed your city, I apologize. But Uh, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, well, I, 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 even if it's a sleepy town, there's more to worry about than whether some kids burned out on the Black Lives Matter. For sure. Uh, yeah. and, and I'd be curious uh, what the how, how many black lives are there that matter in Santa Cruz? I, I just uh, I want to know what their racial demographics are and their virtue signaling here. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, do, 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 do. One point four percent African-American. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. One point four percent. Now, in I don't know if this is fairness, but just to clarify, it's 58% white, 33% Hispanic. But for everyone to virtue signal about how much the black lives matter there, it's weird that they have such a underrepresentation. They really need to More get it closer people. to the national average. Why are you guys so racist in Santa Cruz? Yeah, it's a real problem. Anyway, okay, time for the movie. Oh, I don't even have my, uh, hold on, hold on. I don't even have my movie review in my articles ready to go here. Let me, uh, let me. It's grab. fine. I regret choosing this movie. Really? Yeah. It just didn't hold up as well. We'll talk about it. Well, it is that time to talk about the movie of the week. In this case, Big Trouble in Little China. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man <laughs> will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Your thoughts? Well, I put this on kind of kind of the end of a long list of movies that I thought you should see, but since the audience chooses it, um, chooses out of five, this kind of came up a little too close to They Live, which is, they're both Carpenter films, and They Live is clearly a superior film oh are they i didn't realize they were actually the same director i should have made that connection but they do have similarities so that makes sense right right i mean this is a really fun film as far as it uh applying more broadly to uh societal woes i'm not sure that it really um really operates on that level but there are a lot of things on this movie that i thought you would really like one of the things is that kurt russell's character is unapologetically alpha carpenter really wanted this to be um kind of a Western meets Chinese lore flick and nobody was going for it. So this was kind of um, Kurt Russell doing John Wayne. the whole hmm. time. Okay. Uh, I thought that was really great. And then um, as far as uh, 
the the so-called racism. I mean, we would never be able to do this now. They got as close to a bucktooth Chinaman <laughs> as they as they possibly could in this film. And yeah. I just thought that that was hilarious. Um, it was just a fun, colorful movie that has some great one-liners. I kind of wish that it was further down the line. So you just don't think it has watched. like the deep value that some other movies do? It doesn't have the deep value that They Live has. It's not yeah. Carpenter's best film. Um, I think that there, well, there are a lot of things I can say that I, I think they're objectively bad about this movie. I thought the effects were pretty cheap and terrible looking. I yeah, thought yeah. the combat it was scenes, low budget. I think the combat scenes were just hilariously awkward and edited in these bizarre ways. People kicking each other, but with poor camera angles and tight, like quick cuts. So you can't actually see them do the full move and all this. I think that was I, deliberate. I, I think it was kind of a play on, on maybe this type of the genre film. Some of the costuming and the makeup, as I'll get to in a minute, was was just ridiculous. But uh, I will say it is one of the finer blocks of 80s cheese that I've ever seen. And um, I can't deny enjoying it while I watched it. Yeah. So you, you hit on a lot of my points. I won't repeat them. But but yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say this is a crude movie, but it couldn't be made today because <laughs> uh, because um, Jack Burton is just, uh, you know, he's toxic masculinity. It's heteronormativity and the caricatures yep. of Chinese culture. I was laughing the whole time. Plus, you got Kim Cattrall, Sex in the City lady, wearing like Chinese wife wear and makeup, which you couldn't get away with now. And the, I don't know if you remember or noticed, you, you had to have, I think, but the, the slanty eye glasses that the one gang member is wearing yeah. would never They do happen. some slant eye makeup on her, too, in the wedding scene. Would it, never, it would never happen today. So even if I don't think this is a great movie, I have to appreciate that bygone era. But it's supposed to be absurd and over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the 80s hip fire was amazing. Hardly anybody aimed their gun, uh, aimed using their gun sights. Everybody <laughs> used proper 80s form of one handed, no aim. Yeah. And it made um, uh, uh, Jack Burton makes me want to get a tech nine, the, the gun that he's using most of the time. Interesting historical fact I didn't realize. Did you know that a tech nine was one of the guns in the Columbine shooting? Really? I was looking up this gun and trying to, I didn't know exactly what it was offhand. So I was reading mm -hmm. about it. It's a Columbine gun. Not that that doesn't make me want it, but Jack Burton does because he wielded it in very cool fashion. Um, the, the unusual ending, I really appreciated. I figured it was going to go a predictable way. Jack Burton's going to find a way to get with Gracie and he's going to leave his trucking life behind. But in the end, aren't he, you going to kiss her? He doesn't even kiss her. And he just, uh, he, he lives, um, fuck bitches get money. Like that's, yeah. that's what he does in the end. And I, I appreciated that. And I should have, this is where I should have made the connection with Carpenter, but I didn't, I thought it was just kind of an eighties thing. Maybe it's just a Carpenter thing, but I love kind of a shock cliffhanger ending they lived did it amazingly in this case you had the stupid bigfoot monster which i'll get to that was weird but him being on the truck as jack leaves and uh and and in addition uh, on top of the uh the sort of shock rejection of gracie or at least momentary rejection that was cool and then uh my god the theme song if you haven't it was really really campy but that they that was what they meant to do you know yeah, when the credits roll, it rolls them perfectly. As the top comment on the YouTube video says, it's the most 80s thing you'll ever see. You can't fit <laughs> any more 80s in that video or in the song. Um, <laughs> and uh, I encourage you to watch it. It's linked in the in the review if you haven't seen it yet. It's pretty hilarious to watch. Um, and as far as what I didn't like, uh, the worst things, I, I don't understand what the hell the monsters were. Um, I thought the creatures were 
pretty ridiculous for a couple reasons. One, they just looked like crap, I think. But it was mm-hmm. it was the 80s. Though. And I think that this was kind of a, a nod to the inexplicable nature of Chinese film genre. Mm. And so I think that he kind of didn't tie up a lot of loose ends and didn't explain a lot of things to the audience just because it was a quirky kitsch. Film. It's like, why is a Bigfoot monster abducting her? And if this guy's a sorcerer who has all these magical abilities, why is creating like a hacked out tumor with eyes in every orifice? Why is that like the best of his abilities? What does that thing even do? Why is it there? Don't think I, about it. Just I really didn't understand that. Sounds like you didn't get drunk enough during this movie. That's Maybe. The real problem. And then the, the low pans old man mask when I guess he's supposed to be his authentic age of centuries old. Mm. Uh, that thing that prosthetic that they put on him was so fake and silly looking that when he was talking, it looked like they had dubbed audio over him and maybe they They did, but his, his face wasn't moving naturally anymore. (laughs) And I thought that looked so ridiculous. And I thought, well, maybe they're trying to recreate a Chinese bootleg film where they actually do have bad audio dubs. But that whole thing was, was really silly. Um, Anyway, it, it was though, a silly movie. This wasn't like a serious piece of film. You have to take it for what it is and, which, which and I kind did. of enjoy it for 80s cheese. And that's why I give it a four out of five wiki. And it's really. Are you telling me that this beat Young Frankenstein? Yes. And Groundhog Day. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. It's really more like a three and a half, to be fair, because I enjoyed this movie more than the recent three wikis of. Pee Wee and Young Frankenstein, but I wouldn't put it up there with the Alien and the Terminator series. I, I kind of fine. have to. But if I was, if I had more precision in the ratings, I would put put it below those. But I, I was entertained. I was not enthralled. Um, if you love eighties cheese, it's it's a good exhibit in that. And so it gets a four wiki rating, even if that's a little inflated. Pretty good. Pretty 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 good. It's not an inflated rating. It's just a rating increase, which is way different per Jerome Powell. Totally different. Halves? Uh, I don't know. Do I want to start this? Uh, I like five. It's a simple system. All right. Let's let's okay. check on the uh, audience rating. What is uh, it? People are giving it a four as they usually do. But right there, the early vote is between four and five. Evenly split on four and really? five. Really? People love this movie. I, I so, think the nostalgia has to do with a lot of it. So it, it is fun to just kind of just kind of watch a movie and, and not yeah. worry about uh, about the plot necessarily and have these fun visual effects. And it's really of the era. So I see why people love this movie. Next week is Apocalypse Now, and Apocalypse Now won by eight votes out of about 600 against uh, Total Recall was the, really? next, was the next one. So your votes do matter. We are not fortifying the election here. Your votes do matter if you care about which movies we watch in what order. Um, so perhaps Total Recall will come up soon, but for now, it's uh, Apocalypse Now next week. And after that, uh, the nominees Total Recall is up again as well as uh, Sideways, Walkabout, Goodfellas, and Rear Window. Early vote on that. Total oh, Recall geez. has the lead, but Goodfellas not far behind. Okay. okay. And as a reminder, um, the one and only place that you can read my weekly movie reviews, plus submit your own rating and tell me how wrong I am in the comments and vote for... Uh, the next movie to watch is my weekly movie review column. It's linked in the description and on the homepage of my website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. I'm a little bit behind on the clock, but not bad. We can close out with chat.
All right, sweet. Uh, let's let me get back to some of the ones I skipped. Um, Lazarus Rex, uh, wasn't the whole Roe v. Wade decision based on medical privacy rights? It's ironic to see my body, my choice crowd all of a sudden take your body, my choice stand when it comes to the jab. That's yeah. supposedly what it was about, but it was never really about that, was it? It was about uh, it was it was made up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was made up to achieve an end. So it's really the it's it's shock of shocks. It's only the end that matters to them, not the process exactly by which they got there. Long Dong John, uh, Matt and I once made love. He tried to say no, but I said the voluntary phase is over and gave him my vaccine. <laughs> if you know what I mean. On a side note, those bumper stickers need to become a real thing. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm glad you liked them. I, I I that was one. I did a video on that myself, and I had hoped to talk with you about that because it seemed like something we could banter about but when bill de blasio said that this week the voluntary phase is over yeah jesus christ dude the the voluntary phase is our government what are you talking about there is no voluntary phase that's the basis for it yeah exactly yeah and then people talking about the, the the preserving the integrity of democracy because of the capital riots and then they're going to institute a mandatory federal vaccine initiative it's just yeah the hypocrisy is blinding what is the purpose of democratic elections in your mind they are an exercise in consent you know if the voluntary phase is over why supposedly they're an exercise in consent that is the Um, thinking and that's why they're kept as locally as possible or at least the power is kept as locally as possible but we're watching that absolutely bastardized every day yep uh frank rizzo did i read this one posted a link to the cdc's official website did i read this on changing pcr tests and facebook automatically tagged this as partially false (laughs) i saw tim pool tweeting about that so i i think that is happening you can post a cdc page and it gets fact check as as the fact checkers are higher on the authority hierarchy than the actual cdc at this point Bad hooligan. Overheard a grandpa in the store. Now they're saying the Second Amendment is racist? They need a hospital for these people. Where do they come up with this bullshit? I wanted to give them a high five. This is Seattle, after all. Good. You should have. You should have, yeah. But it's nice Uh, to know they're out there. Rami M. No, no. Thank you, sir. Connor McLeod. McLeod. I hope I said that right. uh, It's it's, uh, McLeod, isn't it? I always get duped or tricked by that name. I think it's pronounced McLeod. Oh. Sorry, Connor. Longtime listener, first time super haven't watched your show live in months because I'm currently deployed, but it came up while I was in the gym. So I figured I'll keep it on the background. Thank you so much. We really appreciate taking your time while you're deployed. You be safe. Much appreciated. And thank you for serving the country. Flanders Pigeon Murderer says, love the show. Keep up the good work. We're trying. Well, thank you. Wand Rant bought my first house back in June and just made my first mortgage payment. As an OG listener, thought I'd send a few your way to celebrate my ownership. Congratulations. And the good thing about being in an insurmountable amount of debt is that it's not going to matter in two years. (laughs) Everybody take out a credit card, get a second mortgage. I don't care. Just And the good news is at this rate, in five years time, your home is going to be worth 20 bajillion us dollars and and you can trade that in and you can get a loaf of bread so yeah it's gonna Take be out great some loans no congratulations Grendel. That, that is great congratulations. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it really is i don't mean to belittle it it just fits in a <laughs> weird she time really regrets sending that money <laughs> oh damn it i could put that towards a principal McGrendel says, ew, I assume you're talking about the toe, in which case, yeah, ah. that's disgusting. I showed it to my mom. I she am not going to be niggardly. Hilarious. Thank uh, you. Kent Pittsburgh. The correct way to tell the joke is, what's the difference between a chickpea and a potato? I never paid $50 to have a potato on my face. 
Also, Blondie, have you ever read the scary story, The Big Toe? Sorry, um, that came in late. <laughs> I I don't think so. Maybe it's in my, it's like jammed in my subconscious, and that's why I just had to have this toe. Huh. I didn't know there was a scary story. I'll have to look it up. You know, I mulled over this toe purchase for months. <laughs> Thought about it deeply. Did, did you negotiate? Did. did you bargain with this person? I haggled her down to the price that she paid the pathologist for it. So she made no money. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah I, I love to haggle. Um, Mojack420, I see you and your severed toe and raise you a human fever and skull, both bought legally from a shop in Berkeley, California called The Bone Shop. Yeah. Human skulls are priced by grade. I have a mid-grade Rand 450 in 2007. Is, see, I'm not the only freak show out there. This is going to be you soon, man. I don't... <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, this stuff makes me nervous. Like even buying dead old body parts makes me a little uneasy. I don't know. I don't know. I think I could be a <laughs> but, mortician and I'd sleep fine at night. Enjoy your collection, Mojack. Robin D. Banks. Freaks in the chat. Matt and Blonde show feet. Blonde, hold my beer. Also, freaks in chat. My eyes. We learned a valuable lesson here today. Some things can't be unseen. Every time you guys ask me to show feet, I'm going to do it. Yeah, keep it handy because now you can. I will. I have to put it in a more uh, temperature controlled room and fill it up with some alcohol. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Remember when everyone made fun of John, uh, John Bader for crying all the time? And now we have hearings full of soy boys sobbing over things that didn't happen. Their wives' boyfriends. <laughs> That's right. I forgot he did cry a lot. Must be. What happened? I, I don't have any memory of this. John Boehner just cried a lot. He was a very he, he was a frequent uh, crier. He was Speaker of the House. Uh, during, he, I think, the early Obama years, about? just, you know, political fights and stuff. Oof. Now he Hots. now John Boehner runs like a weed operation or he's a weed investor, something like that. Huh. Interesting. Kind of oddly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hots towels. I'm visiting Seattle in a few weeks for a fishing trip. What places do you suggest I visit other than the fish market and Space Needle? Any good hiking trails or day trips? No. Is that the answer? No. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what's not going to be covered in needles. All the places mm. I'm thinking of are outside of Seattle. You well, could, if you want to drive an some, hour, yeah. go to Leavenworth. Mm. Uh, Bree says, my brother works at a place that sliced up human bodies and cast them in acrylic. I have been in a room full of buckets full of sliced up body parts. I saw a head sliced one fourth uh, inches thick splayed out. That Ugh. is awesome. I, I, I Why had would he some, work um, well, friends of, I used to have some friends who worked at the places like when you die and your body is donated for medical purposes, yeah. there's a facility near here that actually does that processing. Really? And I don't, to be clear, I don't have a moral issue with that actually. And that is tightly regulated because of, <laughs> because of the issue of handling human body parts and all that stuff. It, it, it's, it's people who died in car accidents or otherwise died and wanted, when you have your, on your driver's license, like I want to donate um, you know, my, my body parts to, for medical use, that's, it goes to a processing facility like that. Oh, and I'm not an organ donor. They, uh, I don't, I, I never went inside. I don't know. I don't have firsthand experience of what it was like on the inside, but I do know there was a lot of dark humor and there kind of had to be. Do you know this body world exhibit? Do you remember no. that? It was all of these people. They used, um, they weren't stored in formaldehyde. They were like cast in, uh, some sort of plastic. Hmm. 
but it was like all of these bodies suspended in different positions and everything like that. And then it turned out they were a bunch of Chinese prisoners. Hmm. Yeah, this is a few years ago. Uh, Liberative had to check in on A, the toe, and B, the movie review of the best movie ever made, but it's Hudson's 11th birthday today, so I'm <laughs> going to watch the bulk of the show tomorrow. I have a great show, a terrific show, dare I say, the best show. I, I don't know about that. Well, thank you. But we do Many people it. say. We love you. You're very special. And I, I hope I did justice to your favorite movie. And as I always need to properly shout out Liberative, Liberative is the architect of the PC that this show streams from, so... We all oh. owe him a debt of gratitude. Thank you, dude. Plasticine. Yeah. That's what it's called. He had he had a lot of help along the way, too. So uh, thanks Thank to everybody who contributed in that way, because the PC is still running strong and it has been a great improvement for the show. Jenny Nickham, dear Lord, that toe has scared me straight. Now I'm motivated to get my beatus under control type <laughs> two. Please use this as a motivational tool whenever you can. What a nightmare. Thanks. Blunt. <laughs> See, I'm doing this for the good of the type two. <laughs> this could be your toe. This, this could be your yeah. toe, Jenny. Jenny Bath, um, I have a working theory that the goal of defund the police is to federalize the police. I know that it's unconstitutional, hmm. but when has that ever stopped them? What do you think? It maybe, could be. maybe, and yeah. We've already heard news of opening Capitol Police office, uh, offices in other parts of the country. And the dangerous thing about the Capitol Police specifically is they're only accountable to Congress. It's yeah. part of the reason that we've had this difficulty in getting the Ashley Babbitt information because it's purely at Congress's discretion. They can just write laws to protect them or uh, to make them uh, immune or otherwise not subject to certain uh, transparency rules or laws. They've, whatever Congress wants, they can do with the Capitol Police. And that's very dangerous, especially if they're operating mm-hmm. in other parts of the country far away from D.C., Simon Rashik says, check out the mannequin face on Australia's Fauci, Dr. Nick Coatsworth. I'm sure this really an NPC they programmed for us. Also, lasagna is just spaghetti flavored cake. (laughs) Also, Chicago pizza is basically lasagna as far as I'm concerned. So Chicago pizza is basically cake. Yeah. Kind of. It's just spaghetti flavored. Okay. Boogeyman917 says, gay? Yep. (laughs) Thank you, man. Uh, incompetent hands 30 Good. to left things because guns could encroach on their freedoms. It's okay to confiscate them. Soon, they'll think peas could encroach on their Vs, so it's okay to confiscate. Oh, wait, they're doing that already. Mm. <laughs> mm. Laurels says an article in Science Magazine 2015 says that a leaky vaccine, one where people still get sick, just not severely ill, can promote deadlier strains of the virus, i.e. make a pandemic worse. <sighs> Interesting. Uh, Laurel, please send me that. I'd like to read it. Levi Smith, local doctor stated up to 60-70% of those she's treated with Delta variant had gotten the jab, successfully treated hundreds since the beginning. Previous virus sufferers have not gotten this variant. What a surprise. I I've, I keep hearing this anecdotally, and so I won't be surprised if there's something to this. How, how far we have come from, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Is, as with anything they say, is the opposite actually true? Yeah. We'll find out. Uh, very soon. Incompetent hands. 36 years ago, Trump was seen as a joke. Now Capitol Police are Biden's whisper men setting up multiple offices outside D.C. because yeah. of Trump. A 15-day vacation turned into a knock at your door. They're not going to stop. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, True they're not going to stop until um, people say no and uh, make them stop. Jeremy Washington. That's a very dignified name. Mm. Matt, one month ago, I was adrift. 
I've managed to get an electrical apprenticeship and housing in Bozeman. Goodbye, East Coast. I'm sure my hatred for Californians will only grow. Congratulations, Well, Jeremy. that's you really won the lottery if you found housing in this town. So big yeah, con- congratulations on the job and the apprenticeship, but even bigger congratulations on finding housing in Bozeman. That's incredible. Um, and and yeah, all the all the best uh, with that. And I hope uh, send me an email or get in touch when you get here. I can always use uh, good friends and trustworthy people in town. So uh, let me know. And good luck. Six Emperor Tyrannus says, I was willing to take a vaccine after FDA approval and seen data, but when Big Gov says, take it or else, I don't bend a knee to anyone, not even God. What makes government think I will bend a knee to it? Um, people don't like to be told what to do, and they're, they are going to run into some problems there. We'll find out. Um, Jacko says, anyone notice how Joe doesn't have the sleepy old man squint anymore? Someone overdid the Botox, and now he has crazy eyes. He did. Maybe they He's just... Did the old clothespin behind the head and pull it back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Moncrief says, tomorrow I ship out to begin my training as a member of the U.S. Army Reserve. Wish me luck and keep up the good work. P.S. Boot Camp is at Fort Leonard Wood in Blondes, Native Missouri. Where is that? I don't know. In Missouri. Damn, it's going to be hot as hell there. But congratulations, Probably. Marlon. And thank you. Appreciate Deep it. Center Field Press, a person at Indiana U Health works for uh, an MD that works with Peter Daszak. New paper, Children are the Key to the End Game, a Case for Routine Pediatric COVID Vaccination. <laughs> oh, man. So they are not playing. Yeah. Peter Daszak is the head of Daszak? EcoHealth Alliance, I believe. EcoHealth Alliance is the New York nonprofit that subcontracted to the Wuhan lab to not study bat viruses and how they could possibly be altered to transmit to humans. And he's also the guy who uh, emailed Fauci in the emails that were released through FOIA request to say, thank you for doing a great job dispelling this bullshit about how it came from the Wuhan lab. Cause it totally didn't totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. What an asshole. Uh, why am I pink? Uh, I just did my PhD defense this past Tuesday. First person in my, in my department to do it in person. So far, everyone else is doing it via Zoom. Sad it's still come to this. That's incredible. What is wrong with people? Joseph Redman, my business, Creative Woodworking in Portland, got fined by OSHA $9,000 for not making people wear masks. We lawyered up and are fighting it. Probably won't go to court for nearly two years. Fight it. We are. Oh Congratulations. God. And his business is Creative Woodworking in Portland. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, good dude. for you, man. Good for you. Did we, um, uh, I think we missed a few though. Did we? And, and Godspeed in your fight. I'm glad to hear it. Let me know how it goes. Oh, I missed a bunch. Uh, yeah. I think we left oh, off on, um, yeah. Why am I, why am I pink or why am I, or there we go. Yeah. It was Went a different, to California yeah. this weekend. Saw many not wearing masks despite the mandates. It gave me some hope. Good. Glad to hear. Um, knuckle hunky buck. Whenever you're transliterating what Phil super chats, I always find myself curious what words he actually used. Is there a place where we can go see the actual text of his comments? I don't know if they're public. Um, I don't, maybe I can make that happen. Uh, I would, but I don't know. I, I have a page that mm-hmm. I can see them. Uh, I'll have to look into it for now. They remain private, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing the best fair translation of them that I can. Yep. It's a lot of uh, words that start with K and end with Ike, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not quite there. It's definitely not quite <laughs> Seriously? there. Seriously? He hasn't said that yet? No, 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 no. It's not quite there. But uh, oh, okay. there are. I just assumed. 
There are themes that Susan would like, uh, would not like. Perhaps your editing of his comments are making them sound worse than they actually are then. Like when you bleep out something totally innocuous and you can just fill it in with something really dirty. To be as transparent as possible, it's not full of slurs. It's full of. Oh, themes. I thought for sure it was. It was N- no. Although now stuff. it's going to be invitation for Phil to up his slur game. Um, it's full of themes that Susan would object to. Oh, never mind. I've never actually read them, audience. So that was purely <laughs> speculative. Um, Wicked RCL says, "Is it me or is it a coincidence that there has been a huge push for gun control after conveniently timed shootings in the last couple of years as the government gets more and more authoritarian?" I'm willing to entertain that. I mean, I'm not going to go like full Sandy Hook is a hoax or anything, but is Sandy Hook? Not, not this week. <laughs> yeah, not. Check back next week, maybe. Yeah, really. Uh, Tori D says, today's my 39th birthday, and it would mean a lot if Blonde could tell me that she doesn't hate me because of my half black ass. <laughs> wow. I don't hate you. You're half white. I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I actually think that the white community and the black community are natural allies. I can't really go into why, but I really think that if we tried a little harder, we could get along. (laughs) Big misunderstanding. It is. All right. Uh, Joseph Redmond. I just read that. Um, Happy birthday, by the way, Tori. Happy birthday. I should have said. Black Tori. Uh, Vanessa Stiller says, I'm expecting my company to mandate the jab. I will lose my job. 2.7 2.7 out of 100,000 is the average hospitalization for my age range. One in 10 to have a reaction from the jab. Doc still recommends jab. Man, I think about quitting. I know that it's it seems like it's an impossible, an impossible feat to be unemployed, but what's more valuable than your health? Yeah, and, like and your own personal autonomy in that way. And, um, you know, it's, it's up to you to make that decision. But as we were talking about earlier, if ever there was a time to seek a new job, it is now. Yep. I was driving by McDonald's yesterday, and I don't say this with any disrespect to McDonald's workers. Someone has to do it, and it's a great starter job or even, a you know, it's a great job for the people who want it at that time in their life. Or if you're managing it, I'm qualifying here. I'm, I'm not trying to take shots. What I'm saying is I drove by McDonald's and it was $18 an hour starting That's plus crazy. signing bonus plus like a couple hundred or even a thousand dollars signing bonus oh, to God. work at McDonald's. And this used to be like, you know, the burger flipping job of a, a kid working a summer job. Yeah. 50, $15 minimum wage used to be the dream of the left. And now that's oh, yeah. totally priced out by all this other, uh, nonsense from joe and joe biden's solution is just pay them more well it's awfully hard to outbid the federal government they're doing their damnedest though mm. and 18 bucks an hour to work at mcdonald's i couldn't that's starting meaning that's, a lot of the jobs that's there too are much money higher that's so. incredible um thunderstorm went hiking a few weeks ago and on my drive i saw the homeless shelter had a line on my hike i saw a new government building so i peed on it <laughs> That's your civic duty. Good job. No, sorry. No that was uh, that called the future of democracy into uh-huh, question. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, self governance was destroyed yeah. that day. That day that you peed on the government building. No beard, Bill. Proud to say I was at the Capitol on January sixth. CHPD guy uh, said he was afraid of being disarmed and executed. If any of us wanted that to happen, we wouldn't have needed his gun to do it. We didn't do it. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, I was so scared. Yeah. Sorry. Um, can you hear my baby? No. Okay. Chris Hines says, Hey, Matt and Blonde, I emailed you about doing an interview with Matt Andrews. I know you get a lot of emails, so I figured I'd save you some time by asking you on here. Also, Matt and I once made love. Matt Andrews, I'm unfamiliar. 
Yeah, I don't know the name either, but uh, I will check my email and I usually go through them uh, Mondays, if not beforehand. So I'll, I'll see it tomorrow at the latest. Keon says, AOC's claim of being sexually assaulted is dubious when she considered Shapiro's invite to debate was catcalling. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was a great moment. Eric Burns Marsh, blonde, don't stop at a toe. Go for the whole body. It's quite tasty. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Robin D. Banks. Uh, that's um, a Reza Islan reference. That's what yeah. that is. Okay. Uh, CPD. Yeah. Didn't he eat brains for? Yeah. He. CNN? It was like charred brain with some, you know, uh, far away. How come away... he can eat a brain and I can't own a toe? Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't be in favor of either. But those are not the same thing. I have no desire to eat human body parts. Do I? Need well, to what tell if, what if the brain was from a diabetic by choice? Then I'd put it in a jar. Okay. I'm not a monster. <laughs> it's just the eating. Yeah. All right. Robin D. Banks, CPD cops be like, Sob, you don't understand. They threw a mosh pit led by a furry in Buffalo cosplay with a Viking hat. I feared for my life as we took selfies. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, the other guy, I didn't have a chance to get into it. I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what his experience was like. But he does describe being saved by the mob later on. Like I was being attacked, yeah. but then other protesters pulled me out and got me out of there. Okay. I mean, it's not to deny that crimes were committed that day, but to take the crimes that were committed and extrapolate, not just to all the people who were there, but pretty much everybody in this country who disagrees with the democratic party's agenda. That's quite the extrapolation um, nationally, but it sounds like an extrapolation based on what happened at the scene by his own description. John Gray, there's mounting evidence that the four protesters other than Ashley did not die of natural causes. Uh, What are they hiding? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're getting at with the other story. And I haven't had a lot of time to look at it closely. But yeah, uh, meth overdose, nothing to see here. Move along. That's the official answer. Flatebo, Flatabo. um, A super chat is an ugly thing. And I think it is just about time that I made one. (laughs) Donka Shane. Ugly or not, thanks for supporting the show. Eric Burns, March Rule of Law. What the F? Rittenhouse, pink polo guy, and the vet from Austin are being tried for what was clearly self-defense. I know. What is rule of law? Rule of law doesn't mean dick anymore. Uh, no. And uh, we, we shall see what comes of. Uh, well, we the 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 McCloskey case is already settled, of course. Rittenhouse is uh, even more clear cut. You know, the McCloskey's, you could make the case that they were probably a little undisciplined with their muzzles and maybe they got a little aggressive. I'm not even saying that they were un, unjustified, but you could get ticky tack about some of the things that they did. Kyle yep. Rittenhouse was about as precise and justified as you could possibly get in oh, a self-defense yeah, no, situation. Totally. So we shall see how that goes. And of course, the Austin situation, too. If a guy, if a mob surrounds my car and a guy with an AK is running at my car, I'm probably not asking a lot of questions either. I'm either hitting the gas or I'm making sure that guy can't shoot me yeah. with his AK. Figure or it out later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bobby Collins. Hey, Blonde, I missed the testimony of the black officer, Harry Dunn. Would you be able to quote it to me for, verbatim? I'm sure YouTube <laughs> is OK with it as long as you quote it. I know what you're That's saying. That's a trap. That's a trap. A crafty and words. <laughs> Boo. Cringe flute climate change people. <laughs> yeah. Knuckle the, hunky the butt. The FERC guy. Yeah, yeah. That FERCalicious BS just made me cringe so hard I pulled a muscle in my face. If I didn't mute it, I think I might have cringed myself into a mild stroke. That's every week on this show. Um, Eric Burns Marsh. I can't blame people for not saving money since Powell has the helicopters going, buying assets or just spending the money are the better options. 
That's probably, I don't blame people for not saving. I'm just saying that it's a result of being in an unstable environment. When people expect massive inflation in the future, why wouldn't you spend your money? That That's true though, to the point, um, I wonder if that uh, statistic measures only cash savings or is it like the net uh, assets of what, of what everybody has? That is to say, if I took my savings in it and put it in gold or something, mm-hmm. would, would they count that as a loss of savings even though you've just... Uh, Exchange the asset for something else that's uh, a savings asset. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they're talking about um, non-cash savings, are they? Yeah. Well, I don't well, know. They, I mean, they're that... probably talking about people's um, like financial instruments. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they're counting so, that as a, if they're counting exchanging your savings for some other asset, I could see that being a huge part of that uh, reduction in savings as well. I bet they wouldn't count it if you moved it into real gold, but they would count it if you moved it into like a gold future or something like Hmm. that. Uh, But I have no idea. I didn't major in finance or anything. Uh, Let's see. Where was I? Shit. Do you have anything over Uh, there? Mr. Gold Ember is up next. The more you use that in your speech, the more full of crap you are. That, 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 that's all folks. Uh, (laughs) Porky Pig was full of crap. Uh Uh-huh. Knuckle, hunky buck. Shame on you monsters who downplay acts of terrorism against BLM murals and treat it just like it's a couple of kids having a knife fight or burning down some (laughs) non-government building. Fair point. Yeah. Photo bet. Matt, it seems you're not up on movie guns. I'd recommend the Internet Movie Firearm Database. That's a thing. IMFDB. I'm sure it probably is. Hilarious. Um, I just didn't recognize that particular one. I I guess I haven't seen a lot of Tech Nines in my day. But let me go to it right now. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of like a Wikipedia of what guns are in what movies sort mm. of thing. Yeah. Holden. Mul- I think somebody told us about it when we watched Terminator. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. Powell's comments didn't even say inflation will cease, but go back to 3% or whatever. By the way, I tried asking my employer for transitory wage increases. They blinked at me like an owl. <laughs> yeah. You're going to wages are increasing at a rate that is a fraction of the inflation, but wages are increasing. Yeah, great. Peter R. Why were we never told that we must wear a mask after a vaccine for chickenpox, measles, whooping cough or TB? Also, before someone says it, chickenpox and measles spread way faster than COVID. I know we have to think about why we're being lied to about this. Well, careful. That's misinformation now. You can't say that. Yep. Um, we have two more and then we can boogie, um, reality lobster. Once companies force the jab as a condition to have a job, the next step will be to bar employees from owning guns. Those that quit will be mm. replaced by non-white immigrants. Oof, that has the ring of truth. I don't want Well, we're that. setting precedent for that sort of thing. You will yeah. accept this stab. If you want to work here, you will not behave in all sorts of th- th- this type of social behavior or own this property outside of the workplace. Yeah, we are setting that precedent. I know. Um, last one is the geth, a question and a point question. Would you rather work for Amazon or live on welfare point defund the Capitol police, uh, make it a call to action. Mm. I would rather work for Amazon. I would rather work for honest money, even if I disagreed with the, the employer than accept the the public benefits and, you know, situations present themselves, Uh, but I I'll take the work every single time, even if it's, for someone with whom I disagree. I do have, uh, I got to catch up on uh, Tippy Stream and D Live and Trova if you got just a minute or two, but if you got to yep, take off, sure that's do. fine. Um, let me, uh, I think, let's see. <laughs> 
let's see. We got another fill. Well, oh, hold on. I got to back up. We do have a couple on Tippy Stream, and they're impossible to read, as always. Um, let's see. Crypto Crook says, Hey, Matt and Blonde, thank you for the great show. I'd like to say hi to your favorite Fed on the Telegram chat, Agent Meows, Meowskaya. Uh, apparently, if you have an attractive, smart girl with a sense of humor, you're a Fed. We love you. You're very special. Uh, you're all Ke- Fed. Kayla. I think it's Kayla or Kyla. Kayla. I, I've mispronounced this, but uh, yes, we love you and you're very special indeed. We love you. You're very special. Citron says, I'm an Uber driver, and they tell both dr- uh, both drivers and riders we have to wear masks. I tell riders they don't have to, and one started uh, and and one starred a passenger that insisted on masks. A counter rate them as bad passengers, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Uh, but I guess you'll probably get let go by uh, Uber if you start misbehaving in that way. So, you know, risks to consider. But it's probably time to start taking those risks before the stakes get higher, as we've been talking about. So Godspeed. Uh, Phil says there's a difference between the riots last summer and the unguided tour of the Capitol on January 6th. The new uh, civic religion worships <laughs> worships those who did a lot of the rioting last summer. Uh, the 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 other boomers from January 6th will be sacrificed at the altar of the new America. Yeah, probably. Thank you, Phil. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, uh, in fairness to the lying black cop, at least he had the balls to use the, the N-word uh, and not just say they called me the N-word. That's true. He did. He he went all out. Although, didn't Jesse Smollett do that, too? I'm pretty sure he yeah. did. Yeah. So, you know, is that really ballsy if Jesse did it? <laughs> no. His was a ballsy, a ballsy. The whole hoax was reason jesse was more than this oh, yeah. this capitol police officer all right um i think we're all set over on d live thank you guys for hanging out over there and over on c2k uh just c2k or over on trovo C just c2k supporting the show uh appreciate it guys uh look at oh, that we got was, two more on youtube if you're all right done. cool let's let's two a education says hey hey fella uh, uh, shout out to 2A Education too, who just got his stream uh, not banned, but they got suspended because they were showing gun parts. So, oh my God, you know, on YouTube you can't show guns on a live stream, but they were showing, I think, slides of a handgun to make the point these aren't guns, and they got banned for that, even though they aren't guns legally or functionally. They're gun parts. What's the problem here, but as always, uh, our friend 2A Edu, if you're interested in uh, some helpful and engaging second amendment content. And last one is Jan Garugo. Obvious answer to escaping cities is buying adjacent acreage in Alaska for cheap. Anyone who mm. complains about my cold weather isn't actually white. <laughs> I'll take cold, uh, cold weather over uh, the cold of tyranny any day. I, I yeah, I don't want uh, I don't yeah. want to freeze in that situation in the actual gulag. Mm. So all right. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate it very much. And uh, glad to see the tech issues are gone now that our normal setup is back. Appreciate your patience with that as well. And I hope the toe lived up to the expectations. Me too. Perhaps we'll see a cameo again someday soon where applicable. Anyway, if you want to listen to more of the show, we do have more of it over on the website and on the audio platforms. If you want to listen to the call-in show replays, if you want to listen to interviews and uh, other stuff you might not find on YouTube, all linked in the description and over on the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com. Anything else show-related, you want to pick up a T-shirt, you want to send us a message, you want to find all the content, 
all on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com. Other than that, we will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. And don't forget, early tomorrow morning, tranny weightlifting. Woo! Set your alarms. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.